Terrible. Bam, we're live. Okay, well, I ate one once and shit and threw up at the same time. Really? There's a pepper? Seriously? It burned the nerve endings in my esophagus. Me and my best friend, Jake, he brought him over to my house and he's like, he said, they're dried. They're not as hot. And I didn't know anything. And I ate this pepper and then immediately went into like esophageal shock and went into my bathroom and diarrhea threw up at the same time. Wow. It's called the Carolina Reaper. So bad. Hey, th- I was at this um I, I would I, this someone th- this friend of mine did this crazy cock block move on me one time. Just crazy. And uh, a couple days later we were at a party together and I ran to the store to get some drinks and when I was at the store to get some drinks it was a supermarket and there was this huge pile of jalapeno peppers. No. Oh. habanero peppers habanero peppers and i took some and i put them in my pocket and i knew i was going to bring them back to the party and some somehow sabotage his drink well about 20 minutes later my cock and ball started burning a little bit because just the habaneros in my pocket were kind of seeping through and then i quickly took them out and i squeezed them around the rim of his beer or his wine glass or whatever i taught him try to <laughs> cock block me why, why, why would there ever need to be a last chance qualifier? Is it, is it because there's concern that the semifinals didn't choose the best people? Is it to make money? Is it to make the season more exciting? Why do we need this event right now? What is the purpose of the last chance qualifier or as the, the bourgeois say, LCQ? Taylor, you want to take that? Yeah, I think the main reason in my eyes is that you have some of these regions that right now don't have the spots allotted for how much talent they have. North America is one that you can look at. Australia or Oceania is another you can look at. Europe's potentially one you can look at in some of the fields. But you have a divi- you have a field like the North American men uh, where it is just so top-heavy. Um, six through eight are – arguably better than a lot of you know not a lot of but some qualifiers in other areas and so this is this is to just give these guys another shot so so we know that the choosing process isn't perfect and there's no way to make it perfect so we have another event to help to help fix where we made errors but even though how many years brian do you think that um not enough people have been coming from oceana australia how many years has that been going on you think the last two the last two Okay, and, and so it's a little um, it's a little disappointing if Taylor's answer is correct, and because his 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 answer is so that um, people who slip through the cracks might be able to make it in these in these heavy uh, regions that they didn't know were heavy, but they've known for two years that Australia is heavy that that more people deserve to go. Well, they, I mean. <clears throat> They used to have five spots in the Oceanic or Pacific region before that. And the gen- in general, the performers from there have done fairly well, uh, in particular on the women's side. And with the reallotment of placements for the games uh, starting the semifinals you know, format two or last year, um, they gave them three spots based on their open registration. You know, It's very, very obvious on the women's side why that's a problem. However, the first year, we didn't get to see the, the problem because Tia competed in North America uh, due to travel limitations. Jamie Simmons did not participate in that year 
because of injury. And so you had Kara who dominated and you had Laura Clifton and Ellie Turner who got in. Ellie Turner is obviously an up and comer in the space. Laura Clifton did okay last year. She was good in semifinals. She chose to compete on a team this year because Tia and Jamie were back in the equation. And you still have Maddie Sturt, who we're going to, I'm sure, talk about tonight. And, <clears throat> you know, Maddie Sturt, Ellie Turner, Jamie Simmons, Cara Saunders, and Tia Claire Toomey could very easily all finish in the top half of a games field, even if the best 40 women in the if in the field were in the games. Actually, if the best 40 women in the world were in the games, I don't think Maddie Sturt or uh, this version of Jamie Simmons or Ellie Turner would finish in the top half of the field. But with the field that we have now, they all definitely could. And we can't, for some reason, keep Matt Souza or Jr. attached to the show. I just keep watching them come and go. They must be having some sort of internet uh, issues. Uh, lucky camera straps. <clears throat> I was at Torian Live, and the talent there was crazy. More spots needed. Also great to see the thumb back. Love these podcasts. That's you, Taylor, if you didn't know your nickname. Crazy. I didn't know that. Great, great to uh, see you back. This is the only the second time they've done the last chance qualifier. Now we know um, why we have it. Do you guys like this? Do you think it should have been brought back? Look, I like it. In the current way that the semifinals is formatted, it's good to have it. And all you have to really do is look at the four people who made it last year. You know, you had Roman Kranikov who qualified and couldn't compete. You probably would have done well at the games. You had Alexander Caron, who had, a, I would say, a subpar performance for himself at the games. He got second place at Wadapalooza. He didn't end up making the top 20 last year, but he's de- you know definitely competitive in the games field. And on the women's side, you had Christiana O'Connell, who finished eighth, and Emma Tall, who also made the top 20. She didn't do great within the top 20, but they both made the top half of the games field coming out of the LCQ. I'm pretty confident when we you know, start looking at this list here, uh, particularly depending on who ends up getting in, that we'll have similar relevance at the games level uh, this year. So there are good athletes in this field that are certainly capable and worthy of being in the games um, field come, you know, when that rolls around, I do think there are other ways to get top level, you know, a a more breadth and depth of top level athletes into the field without the last chance qualifier. But in the current system, I do like it because it does give the opportunity for the regions that are not really represented based on their competition history, the way that they could be, a chance to get an extra person in. Uh, give me an example. Can you do that? Give me a quick example of what it would look like to have something besides last chance qualifier. Well, I think that in, you know, I don't want to assume too many changes, but I think that one change that you could make is you could condense the semifinals. And I talked about this before the semifinals to two weeks, uniform, the programming, and maybe you have something like this in both weeks, you have two North American semifinals in each week. You have one European semifinal, probably the two, you know, then you would balance out the other four. So you'd have Torian with South Africa or Africa, which are probably the strongest and weakest of the remaining two. And then you have Asia and South America as the other two. So you have five and five relatively balanced um, with North America and Europe evenly distributed. And the other two go one and four, two and three based on their performances. In that week, you know, the game spots can be distributed. We can talk about the distribution of those, but everyone gets the spots that are distributed to them. And then, the, you know, depending on how you want to do it, the one or two other best performers that week on the same workouts in the uh, same order in the uh, same format get through. Uh, I was wondering where you're going with that. I'm like, huh, maybe Brian didn't understand the question. Okay. <laughs> so, I, so I like that. That and that – do you like that, JR? What do you think about that? Uh, a unif- if they were all uniform, all the semifinals – 
then then we could just um the 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 two best scores there could be some way of picking who the the two best were from all of those semifinals who didn't make it and they get to go which, yeah I love that. yeah it's interesting uh yeah like Taylor, i like the idea of you know like i like the idea of having the like the top three from all the in-person competitions but then the rest of the field being filled comparatively from all the semifinals stacking oh. them up as as if they were at the same one yeah that's a good well i think that's just another argument to be made for the standardized programming on the one hand it takes away some of the uh flash and cloud of running a semifinal for the event organizers you know it takes away a lot of the incentive you don't get to be creative and kind of strut your stuff but at the same time i think to get the 40 best men and women it makes more sense to have all the tests standardized yeah, it's good. And then just get rid of the last chance caller. Do you guys actually like that better? I like that better than the LCQ. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, the the other thing is this: the last chance qualifier is great for the people who are getting another chance. But these guys and gals are they've been run through the grinder up to this point in the season, and now it's just another. You got to get up for another event. Um, I don't know what I don't know what PMI Premium Services is, but thank you. Uh, do you do you like it, uh, Jr? Are you are you would you like it better if we got rid of the last chance qualifier and we and we just had everything standardized and we took took the guys who were the best outside of making it in their region, like Brian stated? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I like the idea that it is giving some of the really really high level competitors that maybe had one mess up out of six workouts or you know maybe were sick or had allergies or something like that to give them one more chance to prove how fit they are. But it just feels like we're really drawing it out. And I, I don't know that, I mean, I kind of think it would be a cool idea and I think it would do a lot for the showmanship of it when they announce the top five to immediately go over to the last chance spots and say, Matt DeLugos, will you accept your invite? Nick Matthew, will you accept your invite? And then we know right then who's doing it and who's not doing it. Make them go ahead and decide right then. So that there's not the suspense of wondering if we're going to have a full field in the last chance we're waiting all the way up to the deadline to see if some people sign up. I, I do want to say this. Um, I did not. Is, is Christy Aramo the highest placed last chance qualifier last year out of, out of the two? At the games? Yeah, she yeah. was eight. Yeah, and I think that's extremely respectable. I think that does legitimize the last chance qualifier as bringing in people who are highly competitive and they didn't just end up at the bottom of the shit can. So I think it well, does – it is it it does offer some validation, but so does Alexander Caron even. But I mean, what even did he take? He, I think he was twenty twenty fifth or sixth. Yeah, which still he beat fourteen people who qualified out through a semifinal. Right. I'm I'm, I'm guessing the bottom four. Uh, I mean, there's always. Oh, you're gonna make me do this, Taylor. There's always the two guys who qualify from those <clears> regions. <throat> they don't count, and then there's got to be a couple guys that got hurt. So I give him top ten, maybe or bottom ten, maybe. Michael C four ninety nine. Thank you. Next time, put a question in there. I feel bad taking your money. Not, not really. No, I don't. Okay. Uh well, uh, another question I got for you guys before we dig in here. Why? I don't care if they repeat the movement. Two. I have two questions about movements. I don't care if they repeat the movements. Like, I really do don't care. Like, why Why can't this just be its own test? Who cares if it's the same shit from the semifinals or the quarterfinals or from the open? Why Why can't they be um, just 
I feel, I feel like when I read and listen to what you guys say in text threads and in articles and in other podcasts, there's this like poo-pooing if the movements come up twice. I don't get why that is. Oh, I haven't said one negative thing about any of the movements that showed up. Not not that, that, that they the ones that showed up, but if they were repeat movements. I feel what like you guys put a premium on to Taylor is like these athletes have all been through the quarterfinals and the semifinals. And they had to test rope climbs in the quarterfinals and they had to test rope climbs in the semifinals. So if rope climbs had shown up in the last chance qualifier, yeah, is that really necessary? I know what he's saying. I think you know, JR, we'll get into this, but you know, he's and me and him both have the same opinion in terms of at this point. In the test, uh, weeding out people who have holes in, in high skill areas is important. At the same time, I think you have to go back and look at what the athletes have been through to this point in the season. The fact that the games are almost less, you know, a month away. Um, do you want to beat the shit out of them a month out of competition and have make, you know, need, need these guys to take a week off when they're, when they're games training or is it, which I mean, they're probably going to do anyways. These workouts are fucking brutal, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's an issue being slightly redundant. I don't think they were really at all with this test. They, I don't think they were redundant to a high degree in any way. <clears throat> Look who's here. Are you here for good, Sousa? I hope so. I'm on my laptop now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, poor Sousa. Um, do you have any issues with the same work with the, with the movement showing up over again, uh, Mr. Howell? Well, I think there's always an opportunity for someone to have a hole. And, you know, that being said, if, you know, the workouts would have been programmed in the open exactly how they were originally, we would have had shuttle runs in the open quarterfinals, um, and all the semifinals with the rope climb and now with the last chance qualifier. And if you ask me, do I think it's more important to test high volume, strict handstand push-ups? or higher volume toes to bar, which haven't come up in the open or quarterfinals and very few semifinals, then I would say yes. Coupled mm. with something like a clean and jerk, I think if you did like a really, like uh, just double the rep scheme, so 20, 18, 16, 14, all the way down of toes to bar and clean and jerk, sure, it's not as nasty of a test. Like people look at the shuttle run test and think, oh my gosh, that's going to be so painful. Maybe the toes to bar test is a, is a little bit of a different stimulus, but I think it's still important to test grip almost in every stage just to make sure that you get people to the games that are prepared for that. Because we know at the games, there's going to be at least one or two grip tests. I would also, I would also argue with that and say at the games, there's oftentimes more than three running tests. And so it might be important to test the running to that redundant of a level. Well, for many years, I mean, running was, was not very really tested at all. And now it's been, well, in recent memory, now it's been tested a ton, yeah. which I am in favor of. I think are you guys happy? Are you guys happy with the variety of time domains in these workouts? Yeah, I am. Brian. Yeah, definitely. Mr. Howell. <laughs> yeah, I think they're good. I don't think that uh, 20 minutes is going to be touched on workout <clears throat> four uh, for the fastest times. It's probably going to be in the lower teens. And the clean and jerk one is kind of hard to say, but I don't think the 20 minute time cap is going to come into play. I think it's going to be a very generous cap for most athletes to make them finish the work, which we all kind of agreed is a good thing. Um, before I get into the uh, 
what's being tested here, uh, whether it's too heavy or whether whether the metabolic capacity of the athletes is truly being tested. I want to ask you a couple more other questions. Is there anyone here that's as relevant as uh, 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 Christy uh, Aramo O'Connell this year as, as she was taking eighth? Will any of these people in the men's or women's take eighth or better this year? It's possible, but it, uh, mm. they, they have to qualify first. But but but, it, but we, as we get into your picks, do you think your top picks for who will go as the men? Do you think that they can be that good? Not on the men's side, for me at least. Let's get to come back to that question. Okay, because because I, I, I part of me wanted to start the show is is like what the fuck are we doing? You know. Like, like what, like, what is this? But, 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 but I like it. I like the last chance qualifier. I'm glad we're doing it. It's fun. I think that the, the alternative that you guys offered is great, but if, if they are bottom of the heat people, then I, then I start to question it, but okay, we'll, we'll circle back around. Um, this is the second year they've done it. Uh, any, any, do you like the consistency between last year and this year? Uh, Jr. between, between the events, the last chance qualifier. Do you like what you saw last year? Do you like what you see this year? Is it getting better? Yeah, I think the test as a whole is a lot better this year uh, than it was last year. One of the major pros that I see is the um, the uh, lack of single modality tests, where a lot of people may agree that at this point, everyone's good at mixed modality. We need to make sure that they're good at some single modality stuff, like with the three rep max deadlift and the 100 burpees to a target. Um, I still think it's a, it, it punishes people a little bit more for not being great at one thing versus mixing them. So I think not seeing a single modality test was definitely a plus from last year to this year. I think four tests is still enough. I think you can have a good, well-rounded test with four workouts. Um, and it's pretty well um, – there's a lot of variety there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're trending in the right direction with the workouts as a whole. Brian? <clears throat> I, would, I would agree with that. Um, I think it was – yeah, I think it was a step in the direction, a right direction from last year. Uh, it's, it's interesting what JR says about the single modality, because you would have thought that with, if last year did have, or it did have the heavy deadlifts that that would have maybe stopped Christy, right? But, but, but she made it. Well, she won, she won two of the four, uh, events and that goes a really long way as we know. Okay. Uh, are you happy with the workouts overall, Taylor? Uh, do you think that this is going in the, in the right direction? I think it's a lot better than last year. I also think to take into account last year, they, I think they were doing the low equipment because of COVID thing. And so that may have played a part in the last chance programming, but this year it is as a whole, a lot, a lot better. Okay. Let's do it then. Let's get into, uh, Oh, one more thing. Uh, I, I on the text thread, I did see that there were some, and, and I watched, uh, the morning chalk up and, um, who else did I watch? I watched, I watched someone, something else also about the last chance qualifier. And there was some concerns, not concerns, but we didn't know the full registration yet. Has registration been closed? And do we know everyone who's in? Not closed, but we do know everyone who is currently registered. And when does it close? When does this start tomorrow? I think it starts yeah. at the beginning of the first workout window, which is tomorrow. Okay. And that's June, Wednesday, June 29th. When, when do, so w w why would someone be waiting? <laughs> um, <clears throat> like, well, logical mind says 
you know, I just want to make sure that I'm healthy and ready to go. And so I'll just wait till last minute and, and pay my fee right when I'm ready to start. Knowing some of the athletes, I, I honestly think it might just be a forgot and <laughs> oh, haven't shit. done it yet. You think we're going to have it or, or, or maybe do you think maybe we'll end up having an uh, Annika Greer situation where someone thinks that they did, but they didn't? Which is fucking ridiculous. If you for if you've forgotten to register up to this point, you're not fucking going to the games. Irrelevant. Uh, any, any and that pisses me off. That pisses me there off. Are other, I'm like, and there are athletes that have said that they're not going to do it, and they have not registered, and so that you know, that's why they're not in the field. Uh, how many athletes did we have uh, qualify for the last chance qualifier worldwide? Thirty qualifiers, and and both the men's and women's side, there are also two special exemptions. So there's thirty-two total athletes available to register for both divisions. And when you say thirty-two men, thirty-two women, uh, will you explain those two men and two women who are the exemptions? All four of them are from Asia, the Far East Throwdown. Uh, everyone is probably familiar with the men, Denis Samsonov and Hamza Tarafi, who are both capable of traveling there, but probably incapable of getting back to the U.S. Uh, in a timely fashion, should they have made the games, which they both would have had a chance to make the games, I believe, in that uh, semifinal. And then on the women's side, it's just more of the same, just with a little bit lesser known and less publicized athletes, or Cohen, and actually a woman named um, um, Masha Savina, uh, who was 30th in the Asian uh, quarterfinals. Um, and I had not, not heard of any complications regarding her and all the things that have been going up in the buildup to this. Uh, she, the only the first time I knew about this was when she just popped up on the registration. I, I wonder what that conversation's like. Dear Justin, I live in North Korea, and if I go home, Kim Jong Un will not let me back. Love. I mean, do do we know how how does that? Like, I mean, we, we know that you need all sorts of proof and all this shit for all this other shit. I wonder, I wonder what you have to prove. Um, I wonder, I wonder what you have to prove. You have to show that you came into the country. Should I ask that in the press conference? Okay. Next press. I'll put that for my press conference questions. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. You're so smart. You're solution oriented. Uh, so how many do we have men and how many do we have women? And I, I know Sam Briggs uh, told us she wasn't. So that's probably the most notable game, the uh, notable name, the former CrossFit Games champion who is not. She's going to be instead uh, in Emma McQuaid's corner. Um, any, At this any, moment, there are 25 men registered and 20 women registered. Okay. Do you have any issues with that? I mean, I, I Taylor, I know you got an axe to grind a little bit. You're like chomping at the bit like because you want to be at the games um and, and you're, you're pissed but um just a healthy pissed do you, is there any any issues you have with with 12 women not signing up for it no i don't have an issue with them choosing not to sign up if you think like well i'm injured i don't think i'm gonna make it then don't sign up by all means if you if you're sitting there thinking you're not gonna make it yeah don't fucking sign up um i was just i just get annoyed by people who don't because that, that is the thing. What Brian said is they forgot. It's the same people who have a lot of issues with their video and with their review process, and they're just kind of ditzy and all over the place. Like at this level, you need to be a professional. Smoke weed every day. Okay. Uh, let's dig in. I, I'm a little concerned because I see Sousa come and go like fucking Casper the Ghost down there in the. <laughs> He's giving us a thumbs up. I know it's not your fault, uh, Sousa. It's uh, the world of the internet. But um, do you guys mind if we just dig in and start doing this? 
Not at all. Let's do okay, it. let's dig in. Let's look. Let's look at the. Uh, let's look at the first workout. Um, let's discuss whether we like the workouts individually, whether we like the workouts as a whole, and who do we think is going to uh, win them um, in any chaotic form. You want to uh, talk about it. Let's do it. Last chance qualifier workout. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. One more thing. How does this work? This starts tomorrow. We don't know the exact time. Do they know, Can they do just all four workouts tomorrow if they wanted? I believe last year we got an email with a code or password um, at the beginning of each submission window for for the workouts in that submission window so that we couldn't complete other workouts prior to. Does that make sense? So, so, you, so tomorrow if, they don't even know which one's going to be assigned. They know the four workouts, but they don't know which one's going to happen tomorrow, or they do well, know they're, workout they're, one. They're, we can assume the order is going to be workout one, two, three, four. So let's say workouts one and two are completed in the first submission window. When that submission window opens, we got an email that said workout one and two password is California. You're going to need to say this password at the end of your video for this score submission to be valid. And that way I couldn't go and do workout four on Friday because I liked it better and thought that that would give me a better chance. I love and it. They, okay. And they did that in the online semifinals last year. And that will happen uh, th uh, toward the best of our knowledge on the 29th, which is tomorrow, Wednesday in the morning, then Thursday in the morning, and then Friday in the morning. Mm -hmm. I think the window starts tomorrow at three Eastern, 12 Pacific, and then it will close 24 hours after that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And when that one closes, does the next one just open? Yes. And it's just one a day. So this will go four days? No, two a day. Two days. We done two on days. Friday. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm asking. But, the, but I mean, the, the overarching issue is how come no one knows this? Yeah. It's, well, I'm just a jack. I've been at the beach. No, all no, day. no. Oh. There's, there has not been, an, <laughs> that I know of, uh, and a, a way for people to find this information out. All day long, people have been asking me this. Have the athletes gotten information? I don't know, but other people than the athletes want to know. And it, like, mm -hmm. what's the yeah. harm in CrossFit putting something out that say, hey, this is the format for the last chance qualifier. Maybe we have a show coming up that's going to explain it at the beginning mm -hmm. or a couple of days before. Are we going to have a show after day one? Are we going to have to show after day two? Will we be able to watch these things if we want to after the fact? Like, There's no information about how our, people are obviously interested in this, but there's no communication about how they can digest it. I'm, yeah. I'm on the CrossFit Games site right now it's on the their homepage trying to see. At best, it's a miss for their media team in terms of an opportunity the, to showcase the athletes. Get with the program of saying we can listen to the podcast, the CrossFit Games podcast, to find this information out. Um, but I think it, you know that's, that is great, but not everyone always has the, the time or whatever to do that. Maybe also to have <laughs> a, a written format. You can How many views does that one have? That. Or an Instagram post accompanying it. I don't know. Uh, an Instagram post would be great, and there should just be a news section on the games thing, updated information. Like, just like I mean, they can you can sell you can sell tickets. Maybe the real media is notified mm. of these things. A newsletter, a CrossFit Games newsletter. The more we know, the more we can be invested in. If you go to look at the Mona Lisa at the Louvre, you might think, oh, cool, I saw it. If you found out that it was painted with blood and excrement, you would think differently of it. If you found out it was painted with the paintbrush and the guy's foot with his, hand, with his foot instead of his hands, you would then even have a deeper knowledge of it. 
And each bit that you bring to the narrative and to the story and each detail of information you give us, we get invested more as the viewer. And if you don't give us this stuff, someone might be like, well, what's Brian saying? It's just a detail that only athletes need to know. No. The more you tell us, the more we can be invested and the more we'll want to watch, the more money we'll spend, the more time we'll spend, and the more this thing will grow. Hear me. Hear me scream. Okay. So, sorry. Go ahead, Taylor. Nothing. No. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's just, com it's just common sense. We get invested. Okay. Uh, Susan, let's go. Let's look at the workout one more time. So this workout, workout one and workout two will be given to us at 12 PM Pacific standard time tomorrow. The window will open. They'll get a password. They say the password at the end of the workout. And here we go. Um, it's, uh, 20 thrusters and then max uh, bar muscle ups and then uh, two to four minutes. And they have two minutes to do all that in then a two to two, a two minute rest. And then minutes four through six, they do the inversion of that 20 bar muscle ups and then max thrusters. I'm assuming then the winner is the guy with the highest number of reps total. Is that how that works? Yes. Fuck this. I, I think this is cool. That's very cool. There's only one complaint I have about all the programming, and it's not really a complaint. It's just what I feel like I would have done differently, and that was interchange the thruster with the snatch. And me and JR talked about this, a squat snatch. Aside from that one gripe, the program is amazing, and I still love this workout. I just think I was, we haven't – I was wanted to add – yeah, I, I think this is a really clever uh, workout, and I'm sure that they've done some testing to – I mean, I, I'm hopeful they've done some testing to make yeah. sure that this is the case. But I have two – Two questions. One in the kind of the vein of what you just said. Do you think that having these thrusters at this weight and having also those clean and jerks at that weight is redundant in any way? Um, there's a degree of – it is a very different feeling movement. Yes, you're in the front rack and you're going overhead twice, but it's such a different feeling. But again, that's why I would have put the snatch in there and also because we didn't see a heavy barbell snatch – to a large degree, the, the whole season, you know, not well, when you say a snatch, sorry, Taylor, I just want to be clear. Instead of 20 thrusters, do you have 20 snatches in there? Yes. Either 20 snatches. I thought at 165, 115, or maybe switch the reps to 12 snatches at 205 and then 24 bar muscle ups on the inverse. So 12 and 24. Um, that leads dear to uh, James Sprague, dear James Sprague. If you want to avoid the last chance qualifier next year and make the games directly, you should sign up for the self-made programming today. Thank you. <laughs> um, Taylor, that actually leads to my, to my uh, second question for this one. Do you think that, that the way this is written, that the thrusters and the bar muscle ups are kind of equally balanced in this test? Well, let JR answer first. Cause he I don't understand the question. JR, could you explain He's the question to me before you answer it? Yeah. So yeah, sure. So like, if you look at the, if you look at the time per movement and you look at someone doing a set of smooth 20 unbroken thrusters at 185, you're looking at roughly two to three seconds a rep. If you do a minute straight of bar muscle ups, same, it's about 25 a minute if you go unbroken smoothly. So if you look at that, then you'll look at it and say, oh yeah, the movements are equal because the time under tension is the same. I would push back very hard and say, that breaking the bar muscle ups into like quick sets of five on the first interval is far easier than doing sets of five on the thruster on the back half of the workout. I think that it's a lot easier to plan a break on the rig and jump back up quickly 
than it is to do a planned break on the barbell and make yourself pick the barbell back up quicker. And you, and, and you think that makes it so it's out of balance? Uh, I just think that the thruster is more valuable in this workout. Okay. So it's not that you have a problem with it. It's just your, something you're pointing out. And well, but, yeah, but you want to hold on I mean, to, the, what, to that thought that he just said, that if the thruster is more valuable in this workout, and as we go through the workouts and we look at what's the more valuable piece of each one of them, and then we put that kind of into a totality at the end, well, you know, then what are we really testing? And is it favorable for a certain you know, style of athlete? Yeah. And let me also be clear too, when I say valuable, a rep is a rep, right? So, so, so they're equal, right? One more thruster and one more thruster gets you, you know, a bar muscle up and a thruster gets you two reps, two thrusters gets you two reps, two bar muscle ups get you two reps. However, I think that you will find people not saying I just got to failure on bar muscle ups versus I just got to failure on thrusters. Word. Oh, Mr. Panchek, we have Scott for 10 minutes. I apologize for the interruption. It's my fault. That is okay. Can I just say, Scott, I am super impressed with the progress that you are making so far on your uh, road back. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I didn't actually get my ACL fixed, so it's still torn. Uh, Oh, my just Yeah, I ended up just doing my meniscus, um, and we're going to kind of see where that goes. There's a lot of people uh, that live healthy lives with without it so we'll see what happens okay we're done with the formalities uh <laughs> i'm on here for one reason and one reason scott only. is on here for one reason and one reason only and i think this will touch with what jr was saying uh sorry with what taylor was saying taylor was just looking at that last workout and he was saying that he would have liked he likes the workout but he would have liked to have seen snatches in there and this is what i thought today when i was researching uh the last chance qualifier there was a show we did um during the semifinals where Scott pointed at a workout. I can't remember what it was. And he said, that's the workout. If you've only had one that you would choose and correct me, Scott, I'm, I'm going to try to paraphrase it. That's the one that you would choose. And, and, and whoever wins that goes to the games. Well, what ended up happening is that workout, the way they finished in that workout and whatever semifinal that was one through seven is how they finished at the end of the week, one through seven. And then I think even more specifically, I asked Scott, well, how did you know that? And he said, the overhead squat was that, was that, Am I, is that accurate? Yeah, it was uh, the mid Atlantic. It was the overhead squat, handstand walk, GHD workout. When you look at these four workouts, can you do that Nostradamus algebra fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, calisthenics? Would... Uh, we'll see how I do it equation one. for us. Yes, let's see. Is is there one here that tickles your fancy? You're like, there's and can, can the second part of that question is: Should there be overhead squats always in the open? <laughs> In the quarterfinals, in the semifinals, in the last chance qualifier, and at the CrossFit game. I mean, I think that the the test needs to be consistent all the way across. But I think that's a talk for another another day. Like it needs to be okay. the same all the way across. Like all yeah, athletes. Yeah, it's ten o'clock. It's ten o'clock. It's too late yeah. for all that shit. All right. Right. I know. Uh, but the workout that I chose was the thruster bar muscle up. I thought that one was the most unique. Uh, if you can pull it up, I don't know if you can, but if you look at the I went back after, after looking through them, I was like, okay, which one do I think? I think it would be this one. I was like, okay, let's look at the CrossFit games in 2015. So if you pull up the CrossFit games leaderboard from 2015 and you look at the workout that is probably the closest to what we're seeing in the last chance qualifier, which was the triangle couplet, I think was the name of it. Uh, If you look at the top 10 
at the CrossFit Games that year, and then you look at the top 10 in the triangle couplet, it's exactly the same. It's 10 for 10. They're not in order, but it's 10 for 10 side by side. I, I want to tell you this kind of talk, uh, Scott, there's three three men be, um, who have movement in their pants when they hear you talk like this. This kind of flashing back to 2015 and the triangle couplet. and I mean, they're just like, they're so titillated. I don't want to out those three, but... Uh, well, and so it's, I'll be honest, I haven't listened to anyone. I just got, I was just spent an hour in a hyperbaric chamber and I, 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 I don't know if, what time you even started, but I knew I was supposed to be on at 10. Yeah. You're this awesome. Is, this is my so, research. So this first workout is the one for you. If you had to pick one, this is the one to look at. You think that the people who do well at this are, 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 are they're the one. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, really interesting and not interesting. I love that they put the thrusters first and the bar muscle up seconds, because I think if you do the bar muscle ups first, every, like a lot of them will be able to do 20 bar muscle ups unbroken, but it's like, okay, who can do 20 bar muscle up who, and who would want to do 20 bar muscle ups after they've done the first part. So I just think it's, you got to be strong. You got to be uh, good at gymnastics and then you got to be fit enough to recover in between, which I think that is a great display of fitness. Scott, just out of curiosity, do you always think that that workout that, you know, the one workout, if you're going to pick one out of uh, whatever the number of workouts there are to choose from is the same for the men and the women? Because I, I went up and checked the triangle couplet and you're exactly right for the men, but it is not was not the case for the women on that workout. I, women yeah, I, don't cross know, I don't know enough about women. I don't know enough about the women. I could tell you that. Um, but I do think that like when I look at these movements, like the overhead squat, a thruster is just a staple to who we are in CrossFit. And I just think that it's such a great test and there's no way to fake your way around it. Like it's going to jack your heart rate up. You got to be strong to take 185 for a ride that way. And then you got to be fit enough to jump up and do some bar muscle ups. Um, I think the women's side, I don't know exactly what was the weight on the women's side, One, 125. So they kept that, you know, traditionally that's what it used to be, 185, 125. And when you look at a lot of the other times we see 185 nowadays, it's like 130, 135. So I think they kept it a little lower, knowing that that would be a little more of a challenging movement, maybe for the for the ladies. And um, but the the women are fit, man. I would never discredit what they can do. And uh I I'll still stick to it on this one. I I still think that. It'll be the same on both sides. I bet again. Do, do, do the men do the thrusters unbroken? No. No. We're going to need to see this guy's video. Look at that score, Scott. What do you think of that? I did 26 bar muscle ups, wow. 18 thrusters. Terrible. I call it bullshit. At 95? At 185? <laughs> <laughs> that was the question. <laughs> no idea. Uh, it's crazy. Scott, Scott, uh, I, have, I have one last question. I'll let these guys, if they have a question for you, it's totally off subject. Just an argument I've been having with one of my um, dear friends, Batman. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that if you test the, all the CrossFit Games athletes, they show up, they register, and then you set, take them over and go do Fran. I don't think half of them can do it. Half the men or half the women can do it in 215. What do you think? I think the games field. Yeah, the, the games, games field. Qualified? Yeah. I don't think ha- I think I think less than half can do it in in 215 or less. I would agree with that. Oh, thank you. 
Hiller, I'm going to fuck you up next week. I got Scott on my side. Who you got? <laughs> 15 is a fast Fran time. And that's what I'm saying. Fran's still a great test. Um, I think a chest bar Fran would probably be a little. I, I think there, I think there's probably a few more, maybe a handful that I'd give that could do that. A little over half. I'd go maybe like oh, oh. 60, 70. I think there's about 25, 30% of the field that that couldn't that would struggle to do that. All right. Well, then he's yours, Hiller. You get Scott. All right, fine. Uh, anything <laughs> else for Scott before we let him go back to his uh, his coffin that he sleeps in at night? All right, brother. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, the, 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 I, I, the only two guys who are guaranteed to do it, I think, are uh, Saxon Panchik and Justin Medeiros. Everyone else is suspect to 215 Fran, I think. <laughs> I right. disagree, but... Clip that and show it to Spencer. Hey, I, I would. I, I, I think Spencer would disagree with you there. <laughs> All righty. All right, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. You got it. Bye. Bye. Uh, back to uh, workout one. Um, so, so people like this. It's a it's a six minute time domain, so it's something short. I think you're looking at moderate volume total. My guess was that you're going to have the guaranteed 40 reps from the 20 thrusters and the 20 bar muscle-ups, and then you were looking at somewhere around 40 uh, average for the field in terms of the AMRAP reps. So you've got 40 of each movement potentially, um, which is kind of low volume, um, and then a moderate weightlifting movement. But then again, classic CrossFit. You've got a gymnastics movement coupled with a weightlifting movement. Both of them have like a pretty crazy length of line of action. You know, the thruster goes from a bottom of a front squat to overhead. And the bar muscle up goes from a hang to a press out. It's just a nasty, this workout's going to hurt people. Do you oh. guys agree with Scott that this, this is the one, if you had to pick one? I do. I think even more so if it's a squat snatch, but I definitely with a thruster as well. Mr. Howell. Yeah, I think that's fair because if you just have to pick one workout, you're picking the highest skill gymnastics movement of the competition um, with uh, arguably the hardest barbell movement of the competition. Yeah, There's one thing that I do want to add to that that's pretty interesting. Workouts one and two have tiebreakers. Workouts three and four do not. Workout one's tiebreaker is the time that they finish the 20-bar muscle-ups on the back half which is just another way to kind of bait people into being a little bit too aggressive of the workout, because you know, in a workout like this, it, let's just say it's probably between 40 and 60 reps for everyone. I think probably mid fifties wins the workout. So you're going to have a lot of people between like 40 to 45 or 46 reps. We know there's going to be ties with that many reps in the whole workout. So who, who is more confident, who thinks I need to do this 20 unbroken and wrist blowing up on thrusters so that I can have a better tie break time. You know, you never know, but it's interesting that both tie breaks are going to be relevant. When we talk about workout two, we'll talk about the fact that the two K row time is the tie break on that. Uh, JR, are you insinuating? And, and I, I guess I dropped the ball with Scott by not asking the follow-up question. Are people going to do the bar muscle ups unbroken? Are you insinuating that it's a bad strategy to do the 20 bar muscle ups uh, unbroken? No, he's talking about pacing the first. The pacing the what? The first part, the first half of the couplet. Yeah, the twenty thruster. Okay. Yeah. No, who was Jr. Was or Scott was? Jr. Okay, but 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 Let JR, him speak. Did, Hold on. 
Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Jared. Because Jared, you did say that it, it, it's kind of baiting people to do those twenty bar muscle ups on broken, but but they have to if it's the tiebreaker, right? Well, the whole workout is bait, right? That's the last, you know, that's the thing I guess you could say about workouts one and two that are really cool from a programming perspective is they're only giving you two minutes. So if you're going to be soft, you're just not going to get a good score. On the other hand, if you want to take a risk, it may really crush you and you may really blow up for you know, for both workouts one and two. So I think that these first two tests really reward the, obviously the fittest, but it, all, it also rewards the people who are the most self-aware and know, yeah. hey, I'm going to go 12-8 on the thruster with a five-second break. I'm going to do eight, seven, six on the bar muscle-ups. I can do that in a minute. And then I'm going to be able to still do the thrusters and two sets on the back half, whatever, you know, I'm only going to have to break once in the second interval. You know, I think it really, really is going to reward people that do the workout correctly. It's not one that you can't do twice, but it's one that you don't want to do twice. Oh, are you allowed to do the workouts twice? You could potentially do them as many chances in, inside that score submission window if you'd like to, but right, you're not going to be doing this workout twice. No. And I also, and I also think maybe someone does. And I also think that 185, I think these thrusters are going to surprise people. And I think there are some people saying it's not, you know, the heaviest thruster and mentioning 20 reps unbroken. Um, If you look back at last year's wall walk thruster workout in the games, that's only, if you assume, okay, we've got 20 thrusters in the first half of the couplet, 20 thrusters in the back half. For, for 40 total thrusters, that's not that much less volume than it was the games last year. And you're doing it, that, that workout, what won that workout, like 14 to 15 minutes, you're chopping actually, that time domain. Go ahead, actually, Jeff. I think Actually, I think Scott did that workout in like 12 seconds. Which is, um, which is crazy. Also, yeah, you know, and also to that triangle couplet is a, you know, is a pretty good parallel. I'm pretty sure that weight was 165, not 185. And what was the, t- the time domain? For a triangle couplet, it was fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's all I'm saying here is the 185 thrusters in that time domain are going to destroy people. Yeah. Again, I mean, I would say it's going to be a lot more about the thrusters than the bar muscle ups. I have to ask I, you guys a dumb question. You ready? Is there, will there be people who get more reps on the second? shot at it than the first shot at it because of the order that it goes so let's say you do 20 thrusters and 10 bar muscle ups and you get 30 in the first one are there people who are going to do 20 bar muscle ups and 15 thrusters and, and and beat their their score um get add more points in the second shot at it than the first shot just because of the order that it happens uh i don't think it would be because of the order i think it would be be because of the athlete's skill set that wouldn't be the fucking case for me I would what do you mean? Like they would save, they would leave some in the tank. You mean they would leave no. some in the tank? No, I'm just saying that some athletes are a whole hell of a lot better at thrusters than they are at bar muscle ups and are super oh. strong and big guys. Um, just like there are people who can fly on the bar muscle up, but a 185 thruster is going to bury them. Um, and the guys who can do both are the people who are going to win this workout. And probably to Scott's point, are going to do really well in the competition as a whole. Um, but I think it's going to be more rare for there to be more thrusters in the back half than muscle ups in the first half. I think most people will get more muscle ups in the first half. And I think to JR's point, when he says it's a, you know, a thruster, the thruster is 
more weighted in the workout, meaning that's what's going to tax people the most. That's that's the harder of the two movements. But I, th- I think you can gain a lot of ground by getting a lot of bar muscle ups. Is this going to fuck James Sprague? Is this just going to bury James Sprague? Uh, you know, I'm not. Uh... I'm not necessarily in agreement with uh, with these guys on this workout being the most critical one. I think there are a handful of athletes in this field that can crush this and will struggle on some of the others. And I do think there are a few athletes, James Sprague and Matt DeLugos being examples, that this is the critical workout for them. That they just need to manage a decent finish that might do really well on the remaining tests. And I, not fuck with their head either, right? Well, I agree with that, but I also I also think this is the hardest workout to manage if it's one you have to manage. The time domain is so short. The weight is so high on the thruster and the, and the steel. the bar is a little low for those guys? Well, they can do whatever. <laughs> now, I just think that when you have a workout that you need to manage, the longer the better for most people. And when it's really short, management goes out the window. Uh, do, Susan, do we have a, a list of the um, men and uh, uh, women who are going to last chance qualifier, if that's posted anywhere, and then we'll go ahead and get their choices for who's going to win this workout. Uh, we'll start with uh, JR. JR, um, who, who do you think is going to win this workout in the men? Griffin Raleigh. Mm. Uh, Mr. Uh, Taylor Self. I am between Griffin Raleigh and Dennis Samsonoff just because he has really good positions, Dennis Samsonoff at least, and is a crazy squatter, but also he seems to have pretty high capacity on the bar, and he seems like a power output guy. He's a wild card pick, but I think looking at Griffin Raleigh's friendly Fran time and his uh, squat clean and front squat, it's kind of a, you know, he's he's for sure a no-brainer to take a big swing on this workout. The only thing I'm un- unsure of is his bar muscle-up capacity. He can do chest-to-bar and pull-ups all day, but I don't know about his bar muscle-ups, so we'll see. Yeah, he's probably got super lats. I bet you he's going to be good. So you guys think those are the games qualifiers? No. I would, I just, but this is the workout yeah, that you no, said no, is no, the no, no. workout. No, no, no. I, I think the people uh, that so, do well on this workout will qualify for the games, but I don't think the person that wins this workout qualifies for the games. So I think Scott was saying if he had to pick a workout that he would say, hey, whoever does the best this workout, those are going to be your games qualifiers. The way I interpreted that was if I had to pick one workout to be the one workout to send people to the games, and if they did well enough on those, that's going to be a a fair representation of two really fit people. I would probably say that's the case. To Brian's point earlier, I think there are going to be people that this workout maybe the two that qualify that this could be their worst workout. Mm. Hey, um, wow. Okay. Uh, Brian, who do you think is going to win this on the men? Roll is a good shout, but I'll take Royce Dunn. And, oh, wow. And, and who is this going to demolish them to a point <laughs> where they're, they're toast? Who's burying the dick in this workout? Yeah. Yeah. Who's like, just wants to go home and cry half the field. Oh, okay. This is a great, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Uh, let's talk about one other guy now that you've rolled it up there. And I haven't heard his name in any of the prediction shows, which really sucks. And I know he is a uh, show favorite is uh, Luka uh, Jukic, 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 Luka Jukic. Uh, is this just, is this just whole or all of these workouts just horrible for him, Brian? Or is it just too heavy? No. Uh, Luca, the the main problem with Luca is I don't know how well he's going to be able to recover from just doing the French throwdown. However, this is 
this is the most critical workout for him. And I think the rest of the workouts he's going to do very well. Uh, he can. He's not super strong on the top end, but he can move a, a barbell fairly well for reps. He's good rower. He's good on his hands, and he, I think that you know he thrives in the pain kit, which is the last workout. So if he does okay on this workout, he could be a guy. I mean, look, all of this is assuming that he can recover from a pretty gnarly test at the French Sword on this past weekend, which is why I haven't brought him up. I would, if he had not done that, I probably would have had some conversation around him being a potential games qualifier here. But I think this field is too good. And the guys are, you know, the other guys that didn't do that are probably more, more rested, more well-prepared and more dialed in on this where he chose to do that. And I wrote a little bit about why he might have chosen to do that um, in, an, in an article earlier this week. So that's why he hasn't showed up in the predictions. But I think that three of the four tests are pretty good for him. And yes, managing the thruster will be the critical part of this entire competition for him. Uh, my picks to go um, to men, uh, not to win this workout, but to go to the games, which we'll get from you guys at the end, are Tyler Christoffel and uh, Tim Paulson. How do you think they're going to do in these workouts? I don't think this workout. Does... This workout. Sorry, this workout. Does it, ahead, does, it, does it? Does it? Does it? Does it destroy either of those guys? Take them completely out. Um, my I, picks, by the way, to go to go to the games this year from this pile of names, and then we'll switch over to the women. I don't think Christoffel does well in this in this first workout. I don't think he has a terrible finish, but I don't think it's going to be one of his best. Jr. I actually disagree. I think I was going to do really well on this just because of how light that thruster is going to feel relative to probably his one rep max thruster. I think in a workout like this, he can really take advantage of um, fast cycle speed with squatting. And I think he does so many bar muscle-ups in his training that he's not going to be quick to blow up on this, not in two minutes. Uh, Mr. Friend. I would lean more towards JR than Taylor on that one. All right. Uh, can we check out the ladies uh, list, uh, Mr. Souza? Who uh, – we'll start with Brian now at the top. Who in the women uh, do you really like in this uh, workout, Brian, to win this workout? Hmm. By the way, I was really surprised that you chose Maddie Sturt in your in your draft. Why I like that? it. I like it. Just because um, I keep hearing that this is heavy, and she's tiny. She's strong. Well, for, for first of all, we did those drafts prior to knowing the workouts. Okay, and fair. I and I and in general, I feel that Maddie Sturt is a fairly well balanced athlete, and she, similarly to uh, Luka Jukic, uh, well, actually, she's not as she's not as weak as you think. I think she finished third place on the deadlift last year in the cha- last chance qualifier. Um, I'm not so concerned about her with the barbell. I'm I'm concerned about her with the row. Ah, uh, okay. I think she can do well on this workout. Uh, Trina says uh, Maddie is strong as fuck. Dick Butter says Sturt for the win. So. Uh, okay, so so who do you think for this workout? Oh, we got Kelly Clark in there. Me? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I uh, the reason I kind of grimaced at the beginning is uh, just you know thinking about Sarah Sigmund's daughter in general, and I, I just hope that she can move well and uh, the the squats right off the bat with the barbell don't don't hurt her. But I think uh, man, it's just so strange. Like Sarah and Sarah Sigmund's daughter and Jamie Simmons would be my picks to qualify out of this if I knew for sure that their fitness and health was up at, up to standard, but I'm just not sure. So I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to seeing Ariel Lowen on this workout. I think she'll do pretty well. You're not going to like what I'm going to say about this. I think that what we saw with Ariel Lowen was just a one-time fairy tale event last year, 
and that's it. Bye bye. It happens. It happens. It happens and, to athletes and, every and, year. And, we'll see. And, and, and that's not a dig at her either because she wasn't even trying last year, right? I mean, she was just a super fit person, just getting her shit on, and she just wanted the signage. But so, so you pick Ariel Lo, uh, Lowen, who I who I think is was just a, a one trick pony, a vanilla ice moment. Okay, uh, Taylor, do you, who do you got in the women for this workout? Uh, I think Taylor Howe is going to do really well in this workout. Who? Taylor Howe. <laughs> Um, is she on the list? You got to yep. pick someone on the list. She's out of strength and depth. You dumbass. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. Okay, cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Howell, uh, please pick someone that I've heard of. Yeah, I actually really like Jamie Simmons on this. I think one of the reasons why we saw that 185, 125 um, instead of the 185, 135 is that generally with the higher volume, higher skill, upper body pulling gymnastics movements like bar muscle-ups, you tend to see a bigger separation with the females and the males. So I'm actually going to look for someone who I think is the best at most gymnastics movements. So I'll go with Jamie on this. I like it. Good job. Uh, workout number two, Mr. Souza, please. Uh, while we get to workout number two, do you guys think when I watched uh, Andrew Hiller's t- uh, t- video on this, he said that he loves the workouts individually. He thinks this shit is too heavy, that it, it's uh, uh, this is a last chance qualifier for the big man. Brian, agree, disagree? <clears throat> yeah, that's what I was kind of alluding to earlier when I said that, you know, if you're thinking the thruster is a critical component of the first workout. And, you know, we're getting to the rowing workout now and we can talk about what we think is a critical, more important uh, component here, the row or the handstand walk. But just say that you that you think the row matters more and that if you can buy yourself an extra 20 seconds on the handstand walking, that that'll be the difference. And if you go to the clean and jerk workout and you think that that's more important than the running, then suddenly you're looking at, you know, three out of four tests where the power output over a period of time of moving moderate heavy barbell, moderate heavy barbell and the rower. Um, would favor the bigger, bigger athlete. I disagree. Uh, well, I, I disagree. Let me say this is- before you go, Taylor. Also, let's not forget that uh, Mr. Hiller was not that he was not known for strength. So that's coming. That's a bias that you know he may have too. Go ahead, Taylor. You don't agree that it's too heavy. Yeah, and I'm not. In some areas, I'm definitely weaker in the field. Um, but at the same time, I think the way these workouts are written and designed, the Yes, the thruster is a harder movement than the bar muscle-up, but you can make up a lot of points with a good bar muscle-up, and it's testing your ability to do the skill quickly and efficiently under fatigue. If you can't do bar muscle-ups, you're not good at them. You're not just going to all of a sudden do well at this workout because you're strong and can do thrusters well. The 185 thruster at 20 reps is going to fuck everyone up in the field. And if you're not good at bar muscle-ups, you're fucked. Then then let me ask you this. What would have been too heavy, Taylor, as a thruster? 205, 205 for sure would have been Wait, too heavy. So, so, so 185 isn't wow. Uh, uh, um, uh, that's JR, not too heavy at all. JR and Brian, I'm going to come back and circle back around and ask you if you guys agree with that in a second. But first, I want JR to answer that that question. Uh, JR, do you think that these workouts as a whole, these four are too heavy? Would... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me, I want to, I want to quote Andrew correctly that they favor the big man. I would say that as a whole, if I had to pick whether or not they favor smaller athletes or larger athletes, more powerful athletes, I would say more powerful, larger athletes as a whole. 
And okay, so you agree more with Brian. And then, well, I didn't then, say that specifically. I said if yeah. you consider the thruster, the yeah. row, and the cleanage hook to be the critical components of those three workouts, yeah. then yes. But what Dan is talking about does yeah. matter. You still I, have yeah. to be able to move fluidly on the bar, and you still have to be able to come off that row and kick upside down and maintain exactly. your core and your breathing and your shoulder integrity in the handstand walk. So, like, and, they're clever workouts. And, and this one in particular, I'm curious to know what JR and Taylor think because I'm not really sure because I'm not that good at handstand walking. Uh, what's the critical component of this? Well, before we go there, before we go there, I just want to know, uh, Taylor said 205 would be too heavy on the thruster. Uh, what do you think, Brian? And then JR. <clears throat> well, I think that uh, for that rep scheme and time domain, it would be too heavy. But you know, you could use a 205 thruster in a different format and it would be okay. No, but in this format, yeah, let's see someone said this favors big, big missing, guys. Gonna... Taylor's like, fuck you, a 205 would favor big guys. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Do you think – because I think 185 <laughs> is too heavy. I agree with Taylor, but I'm a pussy. Well, it's not that the 205 would necessarily favor the, the big guys so much as that it would just really – diminish the relevance of the bar muscle you mean of the thruster oh no i see what you're saying of the right right but right then right, the, right. the way you can move the 205 thruster <clears throat> becomes even that much more important right uh jr what would be too heavy on the thruster so that it's a hundred percent a big guy workout oh yeah just add add 10 to 20 pounds to it but i think if you just take even 10 195 so you think it's a 185 is like perfect they're riding that line perfect yeah, and I think it would be even more perfect if they took workout two and made it nine or ten minutes. But we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Uh, workout number two, please, Mr. Souza. 2,000-meter row, and then with whatever time you have left, you get on your hands and you start walking. Uh, women, nine minutes. Men, eight minutes. Uh, thoughts about the workout, Brian? You like the workout? I think so. Uh, you know, Jerry raises a great point of about the time domain. I actually think this is a good time domain for this because it really challenges the athletes to think about what he mentioned earlier, which is how how hard do I want to do this row? If I come yep. off at 630 compared to 640 compared to 650, what's it going to do to my heart rate? What's it going to do to my midline? And will I be able to execute the handstand walk the way that I want to? I would especially like this test in a format where you're on the floor with other athletes and you potentially get dragged into someone else's pacing. Doing it in your own gym, you have a little bit, you know, you don't have those distractions necessarily. You can have a plan with your coach, with your team and stick to it and hope that it's the best plan. But, uh, you know, everyone knows from rowing, if you go 10 seconds too fast, it can be <laughs> make or break in terms of yeah. what happens next. Uh, do you like this workout, Taylor? I love it. And a lot of people are, I mean, in the comments already. And I, so to JR's point, make it one minute longer. It's an eight minute cap for men. You make it one minute longer. It's a nine minute cap. You make it a nine minute cap. I'm rowing at a seven minute pace. Cause why the fuck would I go 20 seconds faster? For what reason? You got two minutes to handstand walk and that's all the time in the world. But if you have it at an eight minute time cap, you are forcing the athletes to row hard. You have to row hard to do well. And on top of that, you have to be a really fast handstand walker and you have to be able to do a lot of back and forth with a little bit of rest. So I don't think the person who's the best rower in the field, which in this case is probably Matt DeLugos or Sprague are going to do the best in the workout because they're for sure not the fastest on their hands. So I think the row is important, but I also think being fast on your hands is important. I disagree wholeheartedly with Angelo. I think 10 minutes is way too much fucking time and it makes the row pointless. It's an, it's an eight minute 2k buy-in. And then I just, 
could have taken a shit and wiped my butt for eight minutes. Yeah, Angelo. That was uh, me. Mr. J.R. Howell, do you like the workout? 2,000-meter yeah, like row, max handstand walk. Yeah, I love the movement combination. It's a movement combination that they lose uh, used last year in the online semifinals. They had legless rope climbs mixed in. I think it's awesome. However, I do think that when you're looking at the time spent on your hands and the time spent on the rower, if you just go down the list. So let's just start at 145. You're a 145 split. That's seven minute 2K. 142.5, 650. 140, 640. 137.5, 630. 135, 620. So the difference in a 10 second 2K, like in a 2K race, is huge. Mm-hmm. But let's just assume that it takes you 10 seconds with the kick down and the kick back up for 25 feet of handstand walk. Can you close that gap? So if Taylor rows 10 seconds faster than I do, and he has 90 seconds to handstand walk, and I have a minute 20. Can I close that gap of 10 seconds? One rep is five feet, not a length. So that's five reps per 10 seconds or faster when they're first getting going. I just don't know that there's enough time to handstand walk to make people pay for rowing too fast, mm. right? If you do row too fast, you should, you should, have, to, you should have to pay for that. And I don't know that with 90 seconds, they're ever going to get to that point. I think oh, they will. What, what, meaning that you think you agree with Angelo, it should be a little longer? Yeah, I think just a minute. Well, Just a minute? Well, he's saying minute. a nine-minute cap. Angelo's saying a 10-minute cap. I think that people who row too hard are going to kick up and find out they row too hard within the first 50 feet of handstand walking instead of them being able to put out for nine minutes. Like I think if you – like if I were to pull a six – if I rode at 632K on this – it would not. I would not get as much distance on the handstand walk as if I rode a 640, or or as if I rode a 645 2K. And I, I think I, that's the difference. How are they going, Brian? I'll start with you, and then I'd like to hear what all you think. I, when I, I how are they going to judge this? You have to you have to videotape this and send this in. So, and then the second part of the question is: is when they finish rowing, is the goal once you get up on your hands not to come down? Do you not come down? You have to turn around every 25 feet. Okay. So, well, I mean, look, you, you think about, uh, let me say this real real quick, Brian, because if you come down every 25 feet, there's one or two seconds lost right there. Right. Okay. Some people can do it really fast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Think about the 2020, uh, handstand walk across the football stadium. You know, where Justin Medeiros took tons of breaks, Matt Fraser took one and they finished within a couple tenths of a second of each other. So you can definitely implore different strategies here. Look, if, if Tudor, if Tudor Magdo is in this field, he can row, you know, relatively slow because on 25 feet, he's almost making up, uh, you know, eight to 10 feet against a, you know, a lot, a just casual handstand walker on the men's side. Exactly. Um, so there, you can have, a, I think you can have a variety of strategies. I think that eight and a half minutes would be the perfect for the men, but I don't think they wanted to have that half minute. They were looking at eight or nine and I'm okay with the eight minute time cap. I think it really does force athletes to make a calculated decision, uh, risk reward. And especially the, like the risk has to be there because if you're thinking what JR is thinking, which mm-hmm. is, man, I need those 10 seconds. I have to go for this, this pace on the road. That's a little bit uncomfortable and trust my handstand walking capacity then I think that even though we won't get to necessarily see the drama of it play out because it's not live, that that will happen where there's some guys that say, I need the extra 10 seconds, go for it, and end up not executing their handstand walks as cleanly as they wanted to. 
does anyone does anyone in the world get off the rower at six thirty and 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 be able to function? I think yeah, I mean, Matt no, I think a couple of guys. Yeah, I think Delugos and Sprague both get off at six thirty and can function. I get off at six thirty two K and can function. That's not like a that's not a blackout two K, but it's not it's not my best handstand walk two K. I'm gonna fucking eat shit on the handstand walk for sure. Um, but I think those two guys are much better suited to get off at six thirty. But to to Brian's point, there are gonna be handstand walkers in the field that row ten seconds slower and get off and fly. And I think to his point again the eight minutes forces the athletes to take a risk. A longer time cap doesn't force that. And I think is not what they're looking for. Uh, Sousa, I'd like to know the world record for um, the 2000 meter row for men and women. I don't get pick, pick. I think the men's is in the, is like just under five forty, maybe yeah, just it's over. Ins- it's really it's close insane. to there. And, and then what, and then what is the women's is, is, do you think it's a minute apart? Just like, um, just like those time caps are a minute apart. So five thirty-five, and then and then let's see what so it is. Um, put vagina in there. Uh, I'm curious. I wonder how they came up with that. A, a minute difference. You have to say that now because w- w- the word woman doesn't mean anything. So you have to say penis vagina. Okay. So it's uh wow. Holy damn. shit! I w- damn. I wow. wish I would have guessed. I was gonna say six twenty, but I just didn't insane. know. Insane, insane. I think that okay. was the same woman that just broke all those swimming records. <laughs> So, so that's no, this, is, this one's not. I appreciate that. So, th- so it's forty. It's forty seconds. It's forty seconds. Thirty-five. Five seconds is a lot when you're talking about this test. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, forty. Uh, 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 Jr. Are you so you like the woman's workout better than the men's because that because the because the minute actually gives them more time even when you. Focus no, when you factor in that they row slower. Now these are not professional rowers, so so I think okay. the minute is is equitable. I think it might actually be tighter for them. But one thing that I do really kind of want to point out is kind of a trend, because I think that there are always trends. I think people are always aware of what others are doing. I know Dave was always the one programming everything, so he never had to look around. Everyone just looked to him. But if we just look back over the last six months. Let's look at all the competitions, most of the competitions doing handstand walks and what the trend is becoming what it's not becoming volume anymore. It's becoming speed. It's becoming how fast can you move on your hands in Dubai, the elimination style workout with the C2 bike, the handstand walk and the overhead squat. That was only 60 feet at a time. The handstand walk really mattered in that workout in Dale, the elimination workout from Wadapalooza. They had to sprint after the sandbag carry in an elimination style event in Copa Sur, they did row handstand walk as the finale. The handstand walk was not a long distance. It was a sprint in granite games, handstand reverse Fran. That was only 135 feet, but they had to sprint under fatigue and it's syndicate. Sure. That was 400 feet. So that was higher volume, but how did Tudor pull away? He pulled away because he was the fastest on his hands. Mm, that's an awesome observation. So we kind of, we kind of went from handstand walking as a skill to handstand walking, traversing over a uh, different terrain. And now, and now it's uh, we're, we're at speed. So well, it'd be interesting, you know, like in the games, you know, how we've had kind of like a sprint on your feet as an elimination style event, maybe something we see is like two ramps and then 20 yards down this turf, two staircases, they all line up in heats and it's a handstand walk race, but you have the obstacle included. 
So you that'd have be to awesome. They have to do it for speed, but with with a little bit more high skill. So I don't know, maybe. Uh, Brian, who do you got? Uh, we'll go start with the women this time. Uh, who do you, who do you got with the for the uh, women in this? Who do you like? And, you know, uh, I don't mean to – I'm okay if you guys want to say three names too. You know what I mean? Like the, the point of this isn't to get you guys to pick winners. The point of this is like, hey, if you're a fan, these are the Instagram accounts. These are the videos you should be looking for on YouTube. Yeah, I mean this is – I think this is a great workout for Katrin. Katrin, David's daughter. Uh, uh, any Anyone in second place, Brian? Anyone that – was it was it hard making that decision? No. I think that she's uh, – you know, above average in the field on rowing, and uh, unless there's a crazy handstand walker that I don't know in this field, that she's probably the best. Um, so great workout for her. Uh, how's Maddie stirred at this? No, this is the one that she can't, that she doesn't want to see. I think she even made a post about it. Uh, this uh, this should be her worst finish of the week. Like we could see her drown in the on the row, is what you're saying? Uh. I, you know, look, dude, right now there's only 20 women signed up in the uh, out of, in, for the competition, and I think she can still easily beat half of them on this, so she's going to be okay. The problem is at the top of the women's field here, like five or six deep, I <laughs> I think they're going to be the top five or six on every workout. So if you have a 10th, that might just be the end of your chances. Yeah, um, uh, Taylor, if we see someone take a 10th anywhere – should we just stop following them, unfollow them on Instagram? Does that mean they are fucking out on whoa, any of these real workouts? Last year, three of the four athletes that made the games had a 10th place or worse finish in the LCQ. Wow. But there were more registrants. Wow. What's, what, what's the lowest? What's the lowest? Uh, wow. 10th, 11th, and 12th. Wow, impressive. Wait, so three people? How many people go for I thought only two. Four. four. He's talking about the women and the men. Oh, okay. Wow. Who took the 12th? I can't remember. I, I, I don't know. Can you remember anyone who went to the last chance qualifier last year? Uh, Roman had an eleventh. Yeah, it was, and it was Roman had a twelfth. Burpee. Uh, Christy, or sorry, had an, a tenth. Uh, Christy had the twelfth, and the only person who didn't have a finish outside the top ten last year that made the games was Emma Tall. Her lowest was sixth, and she had two of those. Roman, mm-hmm. Roman, and and Caron were both the hundred burpee for a time, right? Yep, tenth and eleventh. Yeah. Uh, Jr. The guy who um, finished fourth had a twenty eighth finish. Wow. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Me. that was oh. Me. oh, great. Wow. Incredible. Uh, how, how else did Taylor finish? Third, sixth, oh. and second. Wow. Okay. All right. So everyone's in it till the end. Uh, JR, uh, next, uh, who, who, what, what women do you like uh, for this workout? Yeah. I mean, it would kind of be cheap, but I like Brian's pick just because I don't think there's anyone in the field even close to as efficient on their hands as Katrin is. Okay. So that being said, if she doesn't win this, it could it could hurt. Oh, uh Clydesdale Media, Ariel Lowen killed the handstand walk event at Syndicate. Oh, what's up, Scatter Cat, whoever that is? Uh yeah, I think Ariel can do well on this workout. I don't think she can beat Cat. Uh Mr. S- uh so so JR, are are you also saying that if she doesn't do well on this, she takes a sixth, it could be demoralizing? I think she's got a I think she's got a win or finish second on this to give herself a good chance with the other tests. Okay. Uh, Taylor, who, who do you got for this? Um, I th- conventional wisdom says catch from David's daughter, but I wonder, I wonder how Sarah's going to do. She's a fantastic rower, probably one of the best rowers in the field. And so I just wonder, we're going to see between Sarah and Catherine. Sarah's the best rower. Catherine's the best handstand walker. So we'll see what, uh, what the test really favors by who okay. wins. 
do they they do both of these workouts? Either they have to do both of these workouts in the first day, or they have to do workout. Wow. Or they could do workout two, three, and four the second day. I guess they don't have to do it the first day because they have until noon the next Mm -hmm. day to finish it, right? I would do the I would do the row workout first, and then mm, I would probably do the thruster workout first because that takes so much power output. All right. If you do, and if you do the row first, it's gonna yeah. Let's cruise over to the dudes. Uh, can we look at the list of uh, boys, uh, Mr. Souza? Uh, Taylor, you go ahead and go first. Who do, who do you got in the men? Which men do you like for this one? Um, I like two guys. I like Jake Berman, and I also like Yanikowski. And I think because of the handstand walk, um, and if I'm wrong, it's going to be Matt DeLugos and James Sprague if it's a rowing workout. So we'll see. How is James on his hands? He's he's good on his hand. All these guys are good on their hands, but none of them are Tudor Magda. I think Jake Berman and Yanikowski are, are both probably as close as it gets in this event. What event was it again that you, you saw Tudor pull a Daniel Brandon? You just saw him just like run off into the fucking forest on his hands? It was honestly, to me, faster than Daniel Brandon's handstand walks at Syndicate. It was unbelievable. Wow. That was this year? Yeah. No, I don't know why that's not sticking in my head. Oh, Aaron, you the man. I think Sarah's ready to go dark. Uh, what does that mean? Does that mean like go hard? Like just like go to she passes out? What does that mean? Anyone? Can someone translate that for me? I'm not an athlete. An athlete talk, what's that mean? I think that means <laughs> yes. that her, yes, that's her, that's her career is over. Oh, shit. So uh, JR thinks it means that he's gonna go as hard, is over. she's going to go as hard as she can. And Brian thinks it means she's, oh, dark. See, I would, if he's, I think she's Sarah's going to go dark. I would think though. that means she's just not going to show up. But then he's got the weightlifting muscle thing. So that makes me want to agree with JR. He's saying that she's going to black out. Like just go that hard. Which is, which is, uh, that's there, what he means. there are two workouts where that's a good idea. Two that aren't. Uh, get with okay, it. It's, it's no longer full send. Place. It's uh, there's no plan B. Get with the program. Get with the programming. <laughs> oh, to the dark place. To the dark place. Dusty Garland says. Oh, is he wearing red? Uh, let me see Dusty Garland's picture again. <laughs> wow, red suspenders. Look at you. Might be a backpack. Uh, so so you pick uh Berman or Yanikoski. But then your backup uh, duo are DeLugos and uh, James Sprague, Taylor? Yeah, basically the whole field. I pick all the men in case I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> JR, who do you got? Uh, uh, Taylor uh, self has uh, Berman and Yanikoski for workout number two, the row and the handstand walk. Yeah, so I'm actually going to pick two athletes that are probably the most different. I'm going to pick Berman and Royce Dunn. So like a Ooh. six foot two, 220 guy and then a guy who's a little more slight of stature. I'm picking Royce because I know he's a good rower and he's really, really proficient at handstand walk. I'm not Fourth sure. Fourth at the handstand his... walk at the games last year. Yeah. And again, that's a, that's a really, really high level skill obstacle workout. And this is a little bit more for speed under fatigue. But I think if you're good on your hands, you're good on your hands. Berman, I think is going to have um, maybe a minute 20 to 90 seconds. And I think that he's going to still get at least 200 feet. I think that's how fast he is on his hands. And I will say also 
not to look too much into it, but the score sheet only goes up to 250 feet. So if they really tested this workout by really high level people, we can probably assume no one's going to get 300 feet. Well said. Good. That's a good fact. Another good fact from Jer how most you can get is 250. That means he tested it. Uh, Brian Friend. I can't believe no one's brought up Tim Paulson yet. Oh, thank you. Because I, I, well, I was going to bring up Tim Paulson and Tyler Christopher at the end of every workout. But go ahead. Tell me. Tell me how great my pick is with Tim Paulson. I mean, uh, you know, Tim's going to be pretty solid on the row. I think he'll be very calculated on this workout, and he's great in his hands. Uh, my two picks would have been uh, Royce and Tim for this one. Awesome. Would have been or are? Well, they are. But they already talked about Royce. So, Okay. Uh let us cruise over. Uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because I, I like this. Comp- uh, let's go back to, to – um, well, I'll ask you guys at the end so you guys can think about it at, at the end. If the last chance qualifier only had two guys in it, Cody Anderson and Sam Dancer, when I ask you at the end who would who would win, okay, if it only had those two guys, I, 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 I want to know. Okay, uh, let's cruise over to workout number three. And that's a, it's a bit of a loaded question, so careful how you answer it. Careful. Um, workout number three, Mr. Souza. Are any teams – let me ask you this while we get uh, workout number three. Are any teams broadcasting – if you wanted to watch people do the workouts, are any teams broadcasting these workouts? Not that I know of. Training Think Tank. Comp train, uh, uh, Yami Tinkinen's crew. Uh, what what what, uh, what what's Yami's thing called? The plan? I think Talking the Elite tra- Fitness will be doing something, um, but I don't know if any individual teams would broadcast their athletes doing these workouts because they won't want to give their competition uh, any any information. But if you want live updates throughout the day, Talking Elite Fitness will be doing uh, some sort of updates. You're saying regular updates? I believe so. Aaron Pat node with more money going dark or full send should be changed to full con Porter. That guy can dig. No, we are, I told you it's no plan B, but thank you with your four ninety nine, You are allowed to express your opinion, no matter how wrong it is. Uh, there may be a post produced thing with the games department after scores are due. There may be. You may do pistols or rated set ups. I don't even know what this means. LCQ plus rainbow athletes. Okay. Uh, Dick Butter, Josh Bridges would be both of them. All right. Uh, thank you, Dick. Workout number three, which will be announced. Not announced. It'll be open on Thursday, noon Pacific. June 30th, at which point the first two workouts will close. Uh, workout number three for time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten repetitions of each clean and jerk shuttle run. So one clean and jerk, one shuttle run, two clean and jerks, two shuttle runs, three clean and jerks, three shuttle runs all the way up to 10 with a time cap of 20 minutes before we start. Does everyone finish this? Yes. It was designed so that everyone would finish this. I heard you say that. And I'm surprised that you think that you can read Adrian Bosman's mind or whoever did Adrian program these. Do we know? I think he talks about it on the CrossFit podcast that he did with Chase. Okay. Um, and, and is that where he said it was designed to finish? Or do you or do you think you know what goes into programming these? I think you would want everyone to finish this workout. I mean, it's uh, look at, if the rep scheme was 10 down to 1, maybe not. You have a little bit more aggressive time cap because if you're pushing it at the end, you're only missing out on a couple reps. But anyone who did 22.2 this year knows that the 8, 9, 10 round are going to hurt. Uh, if you did the deadlifts and burpees, obviously we had to go back down. But 
And if you don't have to do those uh, workouts and it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, those reps at the end of the workout or don't get to, well, first of all, you're probably not going to make it. But second of all, you're missing out on the, you know, the critical part of the program. Let me ask you this, Brian. What do you think that he would want more? Everyone to finish this workout or in the Masters uh, qualifier, everyone to squat below parallel on the wall balls? What, what's more important? What would he want more? I I I say that joking, but but I I found it I found it um odd that when you said that that he would want that when there's so many other things that you think that we would want for a competition and it's judging that we haven't gotten already. So it just it just threw me off. Not as not oh look Taylor, how long do you think this is gonna take guys to do this work? Uh I have it written down for 14 and a half minutes at the fastest, and then just under 18 at the slowest. I think 55 reps. Go ahead. Somebody was going to say something. No. I would, wow. I, w- I was just going to say the weights real quick. 155 pound for women, 225 for men. And so that'll end up being 55 reps at 225 and 55 clean and jerks at 155. Sorry. Go ahead, Taylor. I was going to say 55 reps on the clean and jerk. I think at the fastest are going to be around six minutes total in the workout. And then I think about 915 or 910 meters of running at fastest with all of the clean and jerks and with all the turnaround is eight to eight and a half minutes. I think 900 meters of shuttle run is comparable to a mile with the start and stop. Um, but I just, yeah. So 14 and a half minutes, I think is the fastest we'll see. And Mr. Howell, do you think that everyone finishes this? Yeah, for sure. And I, and, and I do agree with Taylor that I think that most of the times are, are going to fall between 14 and 17 minutes. Uh, Miss Sarah Cox, thank you. Anyone who wants to go to cahormones.com, use use the code SEVON, get your blood work tested, find out how your testosterone is doing. Oh, there it is. Look. This workout's going to hurt so bad. This is my favorite workout. Of these, well, I'll ask it at the end. I want to ask at the end which one you guys think we're going to have the judging problem on. One of the workouts Jeez. is going to be. It's going to be. There's going to be some. There's going to be some sort of camera angle. This running shit does make me nervous. This 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 fifty. This twenty five feet and 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 and, the, and these cleans like the the bar getting on the shoulder and uh, the cycling of these cleans. Um, you know, people bringing it up oh. to here and coming back down. I just I just think it's, we're going to see some some. No one. Uh, I guess some maybe some people may touch and go. I think touch and go is not a good idea for the workout, so I don't think the cleans will be as big of an issue as people think. If you're doing singles on a 225 clean and jerk, the reps don't get ugly, really. It's hard to do a shitty single, in my opinion, um, and I don't think touch and go is the way to go. There's just so much running. There's, there's 900 meters of shuttle running. Touch and go is not getting you much. Uh, you like this workout, Brian? Of all, of all the workouts, this is the one I'm not quite sure if, if I like it or not. Uh, I, you know, I think that this is a barbell test. Taylor disagrees with me on that, which I think maybe is kind of fun. So I'm kind of excited to see uh, how it ends up playing out. I'm I'm hopeful that we'll be able to watch maybe some of the best performers at least do this workout and see different uh, strategies that are approached and if they end up in the, in the same place. So this is the one I'm a little bit I'm kind of reserving judgment on until I see how it, how it ends up. What's that mean when you say this is a barbell test? I think that the people who can move the barbell best in the last three rounds will do best on this workout. Um, you heard what uh, Taylor said about the expected time domains for each of the two movements, and so he's thinking it's a, it's quite a balanced test, in fact, between the running and the clean and jerks. So we'll see. 
I I will I agree with that. I think the people who can move the barbell the best in the last three rounds for sure are going to be the best finishers in the workout. But I don't think the people who are the strongest in terms of raw strength in the field are going to be the same people who move the barbell the best. And that's what I meant in terms of it's a balanced test because it's strength under fatigue. It's testing your lifting when you're fucked up from the running. And you, Mr. Howell, do you like this workout? Well, on its own, I do like the workout. I'm glad that it's ascending rep scheme. I think it's always a trap no matter what that people forget that you're not halfway through the workout until you get to the round of eight. And that big of a chunk being on the last three rounds is always something that tends to get people into trouble no matter what level. One thing I do like about the clean and jerk curve with the shuttle run is that if you look back to the quarterfinals workout three, a lot of people would say that workout was for the big athlete. It had rope climbs, it had wall balls, and it had shuttle runs. But what we saw is someone like Jake Berman finished 36th in that workout in North America, and he's one of the shorter athletes in the field. He made up time on the shuttle runs. I do think there's a ton of time that could be made up in accelerating out of the turns and staying low and not using the run as recovery. Yep. Wow. It is, it's so much starting and stopping and the guys who do that slowly are going to get crushed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're approaching the hour and 28 minute mark. It is not uncommon for Taylor self to turn into a fucking pumpkin at the 90 minute mark. (laughs) But if he does Jr. and Brian and I, and Susan will still carry the show. (laughs) I promise you (laughs) we will carry uh, the show, um, uh, Jr. You said that you don't, uh, or as an individual workout, you do like it. Are you once again insinuating something, and that you don't like it um, with group with these other three as a last chance qualifier workout to make it to the 2022 CrossFit Games? I think if it's a full test competition and it already has 2K of rowing, double unders, burpee box jump overs. I don't think there's a need for another monostructural movement. I think it would have been better suited with another gymnastics movement. Uh, and the monostructural movement that's running. Correct. And, and what would you put in there as a gymnastics movement? Um, I think two, four, six, eight up to 20 of toast bar would have been a really cool test. Ooh. And that's how we started the show. I think you talked about that in the beginning of the show, right? Like to see some toes to bar or one of you might've mentioned that. I like that. And that's a nasty combo with the clean and jerk. I will say that they're testing gymnastics three times, weightlifting three times, and monostructural three times. So it is balanced. But to JR's point, they could probably get away with testing a higher skill a little more at this point in the season. Brian, what do you think about what JR just said? Well, in general, I think that this would have been a better format to introduce the shuttle run into with a smaller field of athletes so that there's, you know, as a new movement, and then you maybe pull back to the large field. Um, so I, I don't mind having it here. I think that this would be a clean run of shuttle runs in that regard, and that it, then it pretty much sets this, hopefully sets the standard and precedent going forward that everyone knows how to do these, and we'll never have a mistake on them again. I do think that what he's saying is um, valuable and, and worth considering. Uh, I haven't actually looked at the the total, the MWG breakdown necessarily for this. Uh, but, yeah, with, with Toes to Bar, I think this would be – more, in my opinion, more well balanced between the two movements than it is with the shuttle run. What's NWGB? Monostructural break? versus weightlifting versus gymnastics for the program. Jeez. I have to do another 500 if, shows w- when before you, I can figure that shit out. 
when you break that down, it's crazy how balanced it is. What do you mean uh, when you throw when you throw the toes to bar in there? No, when you break down what it is now between gymnastics, weightlifting, monostructural, the time domains, the skill, the volume, and the loading, it's in a four in a four workout test. It's crazy balanced. So there's mad, some other, love, mad love for Adrian Bosman. Mad love. Yeah, I love it. I yeah, and I'll I'll say this all day. I love the programming. It's fucking awesome, and they're exciting. Guys, you look at these workouts and you want to do them, but you know they're gonna fucking hurt so bad. You don't look Brian, at a hundred burpees for time and want to do that, right? Uh, Brian, uh, what what? Let's go back to the men. Uh, what man is going to what men to look at to win this? I pulled up a uh, uh, twenty point four open workout and was just scrolling through the leaderboard there. Everyone will remember that from Jeff Adler, just absolutely obliterating the clean and jerks there. Which you know, while the rest of you were scrolling through Pornhub today, Brian Friend was scrolling through twenty point. <laughs> Too. I just pulled it up just, while I was. Just I just wanted to see if some there were any, if there for were the any same athletes. reason too. <laughs> I just wanted to see if there were any athletes in this field that had had done particularly well on that. Uh, Tim Paulson and Fabian Benito were the two highest finishers on that workout. We haven't talked about Fabian yet. He's pretty strong in the clean and jerk. A pretty fit guy. He had a absolute meltdown in the first workout at the Lowlands and fought all the way back into eighth place to get into this. I think if there's one workout that he's going to shine in, it's probably this one. So maybe a guy that a lot of people don't know about. I think that if he hadn't screwed that first workout up so bad, he could have contended for the last game spot there. And this might be his opportunity this weekend to do well. Uh, but but I also heard you say Tim Paulson's name. Yeah. And I think in general, the program is great for Tim Paulson. Um, so he's not a great uh, – you don't think of him as a great runner, but I think about the, the thruster running workout from the Granite Games two years ago where it looked like he was – almost moving backwards running. However, he, I think, finished third in that workout and did great, great execution of it. Um, and I, could, I would expect something similar from him here. When you run, it looks like you're running backwards. I couldn't oh, believe it. I just remember watching that workout. I remember watching him and then also Alessandro Percelli for the women and thinking like, oh my God, they are running so slow. There's no chance that they're going to compete here. And both of them had good event finishes. Uh, who, 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 has a more, who runs better, Tim Paulson or S- Sidney uh, McAlishan? <clears throat> <laughs> Tim Paulson, too, for sure. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Self, who do you think is going to win? Pick someone I know, not not some dude named Fabian something from from España, please. I think Berman, again, is a huge threat for the wow. workout. Um, Wait a second. Are you friends with Berman? I am, but I also – I so it could be, knew it. I it could knew be it. proximity bias for sure, but I know that he can cycle a 225 bar crazy – He's be- he's the best in the field at just the jerk. He's got a 400-pound split jerk. So he came to the hood and put a spanking on you and Hopper once, and so – No, I beat oh. his ass every time we train together. Okay, fine, good. All right, Berman it is uh, from Mr. Self. And uh, JR, um, what do you think – first of all, let me yeah, ask but- you this. Let me ask you this. Do you respect those those boys' picks above you? Do you respect Fabian and Berman as picks? Before you I give do. us your pick, you do okay. Uh, you tell me if you these guys are saying anything that makes you think they're an oxycotton or something. Uh, <laughs> who, who do you who do you got? I actually really really like James Sprague on this one simply because of how much I think he's going to be able to push the shuttle runs where other other people will not. Uh, for all of you playing the drinking game tonight, every time James Sprague's name is mentioned, you're to do two shots of tequila, and uh, it was just mentioned. Uh, I like that. I think 
I, I think he's got to be one of the, one of the favorites. He's one of the most upbeat, positive guys. I think if there was a uh, that's the criteria. Uh, I mean, it's just from the emotional <laughs> appeal. I mean, there's no one I want to go. There's no one who I want to go more is just like for the emotional appeal. It's just James, like James Sprague. I just, I mean, you didn't pick him though. I know, I know, because I think it's going to be Christopher and uh, and Mr. Paulson. Uh, wrong. Well, I'm starting to think that you guys think that too. Pat Delugo should do well on this workout, also, which no one mentioned. Uh, he's strong. Yeah, he's he cycles moderate barbell pretty well. Got a long gait like like Sprague does, so you can eat up Very some fluid runner, shuttle runs if that matters. Uh, before we go to the women, I want to ask this question one more time because I, I like this question. Can we look at the workout one more time, uh, Mister Souza? Uh, what was the what was the weight? Two twenty five. Two twenty five for the guys. Uh, we'll go last with to Taylor with this. We'll start with Jr. and then Brian. Uh, Jr. Is this heavy enough? Two twenty five or is it too heavy? What do you think about heavy this weight? Enough. Heavy enough. Uh, how about for the women, 155? Good good choice for both of them? I always think it should be 160 or 165 with 225, but sure, it's good. Okay. Why do you think that? Just because from the <clears throat> women you've trained or? No, just from the sport. If you look at almost every barbell cycling workout from 75, 55, all the way up to 315, 205, the women always go faster. Mm, okay uh brian do you like these weight oh brian's gonna i think brian the one exception the one exception with that is um I, you know and i i've thought this was really highlighted at the uh first workout second stage of the 2020 games is when the shoulder overhead comes into play in general i agree with jr though they i don't think that the sport and the general programming for the sport has kept up with how good women have become at moving weight and the, the kind of 30% drop off, they're always going to outperform the men. It seems like unless the emphasis is on the shoulder to overhead. Um, but in this case, I would agree with him. I think that the weight for the men is fine. And I would like to see it five to 10 pounds heavier for the women when you're talking about qualifying for the games. Uh, Mr. Self final word. I think the weight's perfect men and women. I love it. You oh. can move two twenty five and a clean and jerk really well. As a guy, 155 is a lady agreed, and I just think it's, what it's was heavy. What the weight for heavy, heavy DT at the games? 205. And? Totally different workout, I think. Just curious. Yeah. Why, uh, why, why, didn't, why didn't any was, of you pick Griffin Raleigh? Why didn't any of you pick Griffin Raleigh? The run. It's that significant, huh? The run is very significant. The starting and if you just if you just take nine hundred meters of shuttle running and you think about how many times they're starting and stopping, uh, fifty five times or sorry, one hundred and ten times, they're starting and stopping. That's comparable to a mile of running time wise. And, and, and Jr. started this by saying um, the the winner is not going to be resting on the run. Using exactly. The, the run to rest. Okay. Exactly. Uh, let's cruise over to the women. Please, workout number three. Holy shit, this show is long. Anyone Didn't you do like two it? hours and 42 minutes with Matt Delugos like a week y- ago? Yeah, but he's so fun to look at. <laughs> uh, let's go with uh, Taylor. Uh, you go first, buddy. Uh, workout number three, it is the couplet. That ascends from one through ten shuttle runs that were fifty feet, um, matched with one through ten uh, clean and jerks. The women's weight is one hundred fifty-five pounds. Who you got? I have Sarah Sigmund's daughter on the workout. Uh, 
Uh, who who do you got, uh, Jr. Gabby McClellan. Seven who doesn't like that answer? Doesn't know who it is. Who? <laughs> is that a car? What kind of car is that? No, no. It's only people. I saw her. She's down low. She's down low. Down low. There she is. That just means she registered sooner, which is a good sign. It means she takes it seriously. And she's in an airplane. She flies. In. Oh, is she in the military? Yeah, she's Air Force. Oh, yeah, she's tough as shit. Thank you for your service, Gabby. Look at her stats there. Look at her uh, height and weight. It's a big girl. 5'8", 175. Uh, and, That's about uh, 30 pounds heavier than Sevon. <laughs> when I'm soaking wet. And uh, Brian, who do you got? Uh, I'll take Katrin on this one, I think. I'm going to tell you Kelly Clark's going to win this. You guys afterwards are going to be like, how the hell did you know that? Like I just know stuff. Proximity bias. You're friends with her, dude. Didn't she? Didn't you go to her fundraiser? <laughs> Damn, you're good. <laughs> Damn, you're good. Um, tell me, Jr. Tell me how wrong Brian is with his pick. I don't think there's a place for that. I think that <laughs> if there's one thing that's for sure with Katrin, she's not going to pace the workout correctly. And I think this one is. There's so many places that you can pace it incorrectly. So I think she'll go into this with a really good game plan. Um, she typically is really good overhead. And I think unlike if you just made this workout cleans, like power clean or squat clean, and you make it a jerk, you don't think about it. But when you run, you hold tension in your shoulders. It's just going to make the jerk a little bit harder every round. When you get to the 8, 9, 10, I think what's going to slow people down is picking the bar back up because the jerk feels heavy, not because their low backs are blown up from bending over. So you like Brian's pick, the two-time CrossFit Games champion. Uh, she has grit. She has pacing. She has knowledge. You, you like Brian's pick. Uh, I don't I don't agree with it, but I don't think that it was a bad pick. All right. Darn it. Uh, Taylor, who you got? I I said Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Oh. I, don't, I didn't write it down. I wonder why. Uh, if, if if Sarah's healthy, are, are we just going to be blown away at her performance? Is she just going to dominate all these workouts, one, two, three, four, if she's healthy? All signs point to her probably being healthier. I mean, you have to remember how soon this is that she's coming back from a knee surgery. And every month that she distance puts between herself and that surgery, the more healthy she's going to get. The stronger she's getting, the more confident in her leg she's getting, potentially. If she's doing the right things. Um but I, I don't think know, she, man. I, I'm so, if she had not done done Wadapalooza and if she had not over uh, taxed herself on the barbell complex at Lowlands Throwdown, I think that there's that she would be easily the favorite in this competition and that she would crush the competition and be going to the games by a landslide against this field. But I'm not sure how much those two things set her back. Mm, I think they probably set her back less than you think. I think when you're coming back from a surgery, you have some oh shit moments, especially when you're going under heavy weight like that. You have an oh shit moment. And you think, fuck, I'm ruined. You heard something, you tweak something for a day or two, it calms down. And you're like, all right, you take a deep breath. You're okay. Potentially that's the case with her. But again, you just don't know. So I'll just say we'll I was see. there. I was there in Amsterdam and watching her and the second attempt of the barbell complex was bad. It was really it was really hard for me to watch that. Gotcha. Uh, and we, like like heartbreaking hard because because from you, the, the second rep of the cleans she was struggling so much to stand that weight up. She did it. She did it. She did the squat. She did the squat. It was 
I mean, and it wasn't pretty and it was really hard. And the fight that she showed was tremendous, but I knew she couldn't hit the jerk after doing, there was no, no one could hit the jerk after that many, that, that heavy front squats. Um, and I, she didn't have to do that. She could have just backed off a few kilos, got a good score. If I was, you know, coaching, I would have encouraged her to get your score that you want on the second lift, maybe not even do the third lift and just proceed with the weekend. And, uh, it was like I said, it was hard to watch. And they you know, they put out a post training think tank that she's coming, she's ready, and she's healthy. And Taylor, you know, he'll know better than me about coming back from a knee injury for sure. I'm just saying that if she wanted to make the games this year, I don't think doing Wadapalooza was the best decision. And I don't think that going for that much weight in the barbell complex was was the right call. So yeah, we'll and, sure, and the I training sure think tank podcast, uh um, you know, they they drink on that show. And uh, they, last last week they said that uh, one of the guys on there said that Justin Medeiros uh, isn't a shoe in for first place. And, and ever since then, I just I just think that they should lay off the booze. Although although I'd like to see Sarah do great. Okay, uh, workout number four, please. What was that guy's name? Brandon or something? Guys who who gets a swerve on on the show? Brandon. Well, nobody knows him, so who cares? Nobody oh, sits he's next. Pretty, he's, he's pretty smart. smart he he yeah, sits Brandon, next to the yeah, great yeah, Max yeah. El Hajj. Yeah, Brandon Dorman. He's he needs, he needs. Oh, okay, to, right. He needs me, but he's got a drinking problem. <laughs> How smart can you be by not knowing that Justin Medeiros is going to win the CrossFit Games this year? I'm telling you. What do you guys think about that, real quick? What? Oh, that was what? out of nowhere. I think he's the favorite to win the games for sure. Uh, yeah. Mr. Uh, to, uh, no question asked, right, Mister? He's a, he's the favorite. I don't know that I would say he's a shoe in. Uh, would you, is, would you say T is a shoe in? Yeah. Uh, Jr. Do you think uh, Justin Medeiros is a shoe in? I don't even know what that means. A shoe in, not like a shoe in the door, but like a a for sure win. I'll say that. No, I don't. I, I mean, other than T, I really don't think anyone is safe. I, I need to see a year's programming as a complete picture from this regime before I start to say anything is a safe bet. I apologize to all the listeners. For the uh, lack of evidence-based assessment of athletes. Do you know where the term shoe-in comes from, Savan? <laughs> no, I'd like to know. Uh, the practice of corrupt jockeys holding their horses back and shooing a pre-selected winner across the finish line to guarantee that it will win. Wow. That is the only way Justin Medeiros could lose is if Adam Neifer-Neifer <laughs> were to hold him back for some reason. Um, Susan, can we see workout four or no? Oh, there we go. We've made it to the end, ladies and gentlemen. This will be definitely uh, the most exciting last chance qualifier show you've ever seen. Uh, 50 bur- burpee box jump overs, 75 double unders, 100 wall ball shots, two rounds for time. Brian, do you like to work out? I like the, I like the workout. I think you have to have a workout like this in a four-workout test. I don't think that the double unders are well represented here. I would have preferred to see 50, 100, 200 for two rounds. Uh, so, so when you say 50, 100, 200, you mean 200 double unders and 100 wall ball shots, switch it around. Yeah. And if you didn't want to end with the double unders and you wanted to do 200, 150, I would have been okay with that too. I just thinking about the time under tension here, 75 double unders times two is less than two minutes of work for these athletes. And obviously <laughs> 200 wall balls and hundred burpee box jump overs is going to be pushing into the, much, much more significant time domain than that. So I don't know why they're in there. 
However, I haven't tested the workout, and I'm sure that the CrossFit Games staff did, and therefore maybe these double unders are a little more sneaky than I think, but I'm not I'm not convinced of that. Uh, Mr. Howell, you like to work out? Um, yeah, I like the movement combination. I, I, if I were programming it, I would put the double unders um, as a 200, 150 at the least, but I can also say because of where the double unders are placed, that only gives the athletes about – 30 to 35 seconds of reprieve in between a set of 50 and a set of a hundred. And I think they're put there for that reason, because I think that, and Taylor can speak to this from last year's last chance qualifier that had the double unders with the squat cleans and legless rope climbs. Those double unders will not be easy, especially on round two. And I think the double unders are there as interruption between the transition of the burpee to the wall ball more than anything. I think the opportunity to stand and breathe going from the burpee to the rope and from the rope to the ball cannot be understated. I think there's going to be a lot of rest for people that are just not mentally prepared to transition quickly. Uh, is that the only place you'll see the rest in the transitions? Is everyone going to try to do all of these things unbroken? Absolutely. Wow. Go ahead, Taylor. I think Go you're going to see um, some deterioration. I, I think you're going to see some deterioration <laughs> in burpee box jump over speed on round two. I think the workout is the round two set of 50. Wow. Okay. Uh, Taylor, do you like this workout? And, uh, and, and what do you think about is, is the transition? Is this one and loss in the transitions? No, it's not one or loss in transitions. I love the workout. I think like JR said, the 75 double unders are perfectly placed. The reason I don't like the idea of 200 double unders is because then you have a workout with 400 double unders and a hundred burpee box jump overs and 200 wall balls. And that's so much jumping you're jumping. A lot of guys are going to be jumping to a small degree on the wall ball as well. And so then you've got 600, not, you know, 700 reps of some form of jump. I just don't think that was necessary. And I will say this, me and JR talked about this and we talked about last year's uh, last chance qualifier and that squat clean legless double under workout. And I'm good at legless and I'm good at squat cleans, but I'm also one of the best in the world at double unders. I have almost 600 reps on broken and those were the the round of uh 60 and 40 double unders in that workout or maybe 40 and 20 even like a set of 20 double unders were the hardest double unders i've ever done in my entire life i remember tripping once on the set of 20 jr was there and looking at him and taking like three breaths before i kept going on on the set of 20 double unders, and it was because of the way they were placed in the workout and so i think they're placed in a similar way here and they're not just a throwaway movement at all. I don't think. Uh, Brian, I want to ask you this only. I, I really like um, uh, what Taylor said about uh, too much jumping. When you hear that, does that make you want to reconsider? No, like I said, you know, I, I'm sure that this was tested, and I think that Jr's point is excellent about the fact that uh, you know it's a really small small amount of time between two um, things that you really have to think about how what kind of sets you want to do and how fast you want to push the burpee box jump overs. Um, I think that uh, more than likely both tests would be fine. Um, you know, testing jumping capacity is not a, I don't think that that's necessarily a problem, but I, their, their arguments are compelling. I'm sure this workout's going to be good either way. Um, and, you know, if you want to win it, uh, well, regardless of what it, what it was with the double under quantity, you have to be willing to hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, yes, Miss Pape. I also have daddy issues around uh, Jr. Also, I understand the sentiment. Um, okay, 
Uh, Brian, who do you got? Let's go with, uh, let's start with the women this time. Who do you got? Hmm. I was prepared uh, for the men. Um, I will go for, I think the Australian women are going to, are going to do well on this one. So I'll take, I think I'll take Jamie here. Uh, who, who, who is it? Is it hard for you to pick her? Was there, is there a second place? Well, maybe Maddie, but I think, uh, I'm just not, I, I'm not real like Jamie did pretty well at, at, at Torian Pro. It was a long time ago relative to when some of the other athletes competed, but I just didn't get the feeling that she was the Jamie Simmons that we're used to seeing. So I'm not sure if an extra six, seven weeks has been enough for her to, you know, to compete with the top women in this field and, and try to take one of these spots. If she is at the capacity that we've seen her in years past, I think she could win this workout and take one of the two spots to the games. Uh, Taylor, who do you got for the women on this? Uh, man, it's uh, part of me wants to go with Sarah again. I just know she's so good at burpee box jump overs. Um, what about the jumping in her knee? You know, I, I, when, when you said this has too much jumping, I was just thinking, says the guy whose knees bothering him. You know what I mean? Well, I did. I didn't. Uh, what was the open workout? That was a repeat of the dumbbell snatch. How many burpee box jump overs was that? Was that 75? I was 13th in the world in that. I was 13th in the world in that workout, and that's a lot of jumping. Okay. And I think she does really well in that workout too. Uh, I don't. I think she's good at burpee box jump overs, and like Jr. said, I think the workout is the second set of 50. Um, have have you picked Sarah for any of the other workouts? Was it you who picked her on the last one too? I picked her on the clean and jerk shuttle run workout. Yeah. Have you picked her on any, Brian? No, I've mostly just been trying to pick, uh, not not repeat the picks. Oh, oh okay, uh, that's kind of you. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, Jr., have you picked Sarah on any of them? Uh, yeah, no, he, but she'd be oh, yeah. she'd be my pick other than Gabby on the clean and jerk workout. It's 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 interesting. I think I'm like I relate to I I didn't I thought Brian wasn't picking her because he's so uncertain about the status of her injury and the status of if her. If you came to, to me first on the clean and jerk workout, I I would have picked Sarah. You would have. Okay. All right. Uh, who do you got, uh, JR, for this workout? So I've got Jamie in this workout for the sole reason that, like, if you look at this workout, it's just, it has old school open workout written all over it. Mm-hmm. And if you, I mean, I know how much, like, I know how much value you put in the open, in people's open workouts, especially when it mattered a little bit more. Yeah. Jamie, Jamie Green and Jamie Simmons during that stretch of seven years was top 10 in the world six times in the open. Wow. She only, she, she only missed it once. And that was the year she got. Wow. Hurt. That was the That's year incredible. that she what? She got hurt. And, and what was her injury? Do you know? Shoulder. Yeah. Okay. So I just think that, you know, you know, online format is just a different beast and people like Jamie, people like Sarah's won the open before people who excel in their own gym sometimes it's just a lot different than people's performance when they get on a floor in front of a lot of people, you know, it's just different. And I think Jamie is going to qualify from, from the last chance, but I think she's going to be really well in this workout too. Uh, is she in the country? Do you know where she's, where she's doing it? Is she in Australia or in New Zealand? They're in, I think I she's think in London. Okay. Okay. Uh, let, let's look at the men. Let's look at the men here. Uh, it's workout number four, box jumps, double unders, wall balls, box jump burpees, box jumps. What was it? Burpee box jump overs. 
Irby box jump overs. Double unders. What was the last thing? Wall balls. Wall balls. Thank you. Holy shit. I'm paying the price. My karma is catching me. I'm crashing before the thumb. Yeah, you know, uh, and it's like, you know, it's also worth mentioning before we move away from the ladies that yeah. we saw a lot of ladies kind of get slowed down by the 10 foot target in the quarterfinals mm-hmm. workout. It's it's going to probably come into play here with 200 wall balls for the for the shorter athletes that are maybe a little bit less explosive um, being the last workout of the competition and just being maybe that a lot of the women haven't practiced it as much as maybe they should. So, you know, I said the workout is the second set of 50 burpees overall. I think for the females, it may end up being more about the second set of 100 wall balls to the 10 foot target. Um, do you think that Jamie Simmons is the most athletic out of those bunch of women in the entire field? No, just in that. Yeah. Yeah. The last chance qualifier. Oh no. Just, just, yeah. Yeah. Out of the whole field. I don't don't love the question, but possibly. Okay. Uh, well, I was just thinking about, I was just thinking about how fluid people are and I was thinking about like Griffin Raleigh and he, I think he, I, I think he's a tremendous athlete. And he moves really, really well. And I was just wondering, like, in, in, a, in a short sprint, I think he would he would crush everyone in this. But I just wonder how he would do in two rounds. And then it made me go back and think. Because, I mean, that's – Tia just moves so well, right? So not only does she have the engine, but she's so efficient. Anyway, I was, I was just putting together, connecting a bunch of dots. Who do you got for the men in this, JR? I like James and Jake on this one. I, I like Jake because he's probably the best I've ever seen at any kind of burpee, probably the fastest. And James just has a massive engine. And I think it's going to really dig deep into people's engines, maybe from the first set of 50 on. Oh, uh, and, and, uh, uh, Taylor, who, who do you have? And do you think, will the other three workouts now be uh, playing a role in this one? Uh, is, it, is it even for all of them? They'll all be wounded. Yeah. Everybody's going to be hurting at this point, but I, at the same time, it's, only four tests. These guys train at a high volume. I think Mitchell Stevenson is a sleeper pick for this workout. He did really well at the wall ball workout at the Mac. Um, he's also very good at burpee box jump overs. And again, it's only 150 double unders. That's not going to hold really any of these athletes back per se. It's just not going to make the workout easy. It's going to make the workout harder. Um, but I think he has an opportunity to do really well. Uh, Brian, who do you got for the men? If he signs up for the competition, I would take Alex Katulis on this workout, but he's Ooh. not registered as of this point. Uh, otherwise, I like both Yonikoski and Nick Matthew. Uh, how, how come? How come neither of you picked uh, uh, Luca for this workout? Tremend- he has a tremendous engine, right? Tremendous engine, and neither of you picked him for the last workout, which uh, has all that running in it. Brian, go ahead. You first. Look, uh, is this two twenty five? Luca very no, no. I don't think it is, and I think he could do well in this workout. I did consider taking him here, but um, I'm just not confident that you can you can like keep up with guys that are coming into this fresh when you're just coming off of a three day beatdown of a competition where he had you know claw for every point to get back on the podium on the last day. You mean at the French Throwdown is what you're saying? Yeah, I just I just don't know. I mean, if he does it, it'd be incredible. But uh, I don't think it's an easy task to do. For, so. for those of you who don't know, uh, the French Throwdown was just a couple weeks ago. It ba- basically no, no. it was a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago, crazy. So so Luca so Luca did the semifinals. Luca was in French. 
well, that was week one. He had plenty of time. He chose to go to the French Throwdown. He competed there. He did great. He had a blast. He PR'd a snatch. He finished third on the podium. He earned 3,000 euros. He flew back to Serbia. He's in Serbia now. And that was Sunday. He left, went to Serbia. He's got to compete on, well, Wednesday Monday, or Tuesday. Thursday. So, so at the beginning of the show, uh, Taylor was saying that this, this last chance qualifier is a beatdown on the athletes. But this guy upped it one and went to the French throwdown. Did anyone else here go to the French yep. throwdown? Yep. Elena Caratelisana-Huya got first at the French throwdown. That's a 12,000 euro payday. You'd have to finish 16th place at the CrossFit Games to match that that uh, income. Uh, so it was definitely worth it for her. And uh, Alex Katulis was in that competition. He's currently not signed up for last chance qualifier. Adrian Mundweiler was in that co- competition. He's currently not signed up for last chance qualifier. So... Did did uh, did uh, Munviller or uh, Katulis, uh take get on the podium? No, Adrian was fourth, and I think Katulis was uh, seventh or eighth, maybe. Who who won that over there? Georgos Katavis won it for the men. Yellow Host is second. Uh, wrote about Yellow Host. If you don't know who he is, you should check that out in the French Lord on recap. Interesting story this year. And uh, Elena Caratala Sanahuya won it for the women. Karen Frey was second on that. One. Where was Willie Georges in the finish? Did not compete. Ended up oh, wow. There were, yeah, I'd written an article about how a lot of games and last chance qualifier athletes were going to do that competition, and a couple of them decided not to do it at the last minute. Injury, or is he healthy? I think just uh, focus on the games. Okay, can, good for him. Can you go back to the workout, uh, Matt, uh, Souza? Um, how will Tim Paulson and Tyler Christopher do on this last workout? Brian. Uh, good, not great. I think there's guys that can beat them both on this, but uh, still would expect, you know, like uh, around a 10th place finish. Uh, Taylor. Um, I agree with Brian. I don't think they're going to do amazing, but I don't think they do poorly per se. I don't, I don't know that they, I think they're both in the top 10. JR. Tyler, Chris, yeah. Tim Paulson. Yeah, I'll be boring. I think they both have top 10 finishes here, but I don't think either one of them finished top three. And okay, so uh, we're going to do it now. Brian, who do you have? Give me your top four uh, men that you think be going. I know only two go, but but give me go ahead and give me four. Let's give some let's give some guys some hope. Okay, I will take uh, even though we didn't. Susan, you could pull up. You could pull up the men's list. Sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Even though we didn't talk about him too much on this show overall, I still think that Yonikowski is without a doubt the fittest guy in this field. He's the guy that I think if he does make it through has a chance to break into the top 10 and possibly even the top eight at the games. And, uh, you know, I know he didn't do very well over there at strength and depth. Um, I have reason to believe that he'll do better this competition. When you say reason, what do you mean by that? Inside information or just his past? I think he'll do really well this weekend. He's my okay. pick to win. I'll take uh, – I think that Royce – him and Royce Dunn are my picks to qualify. I think that the other two that are going to be real close is going to be um, actually your picks, Tim and Tyler. Awesome. Uh, no, no James Sprague. It's a really tough field. I think him and DeLugos will be uh, maybe five, six, seven somewhere in there, but not good enough to make the games. Uh, Mr. Self, who are your pick for the top uh, four men? Uh, for the top four, I like. Gosh, I hate. 
I hate to be boring with Brian. I don't I don't like Royce and I don't like Tyler and I don't like uh Tim Paulson. I do like Yanikoski. I like Jake Berman, I like James Sprague. Um and the fourth uh is tough. I I'm not sure on the fourth. I'd say Royce Dunn probably in probably fourth spot. And you, Mr. Howell, your top four men. Yeah, I'll say uh Jake, James, Royce, and Tyler. Jake, James, Royce, and Tyler. So the only one we all have is Royce? I think so. Wow. Wow. Uh, Mayhem athlete at Australia. Giant dude. Built like a gorilla. Accidentally called him Roy Dunce, but his name is really Royce Dunn. Scott Panchik's pick to win is Yanikoski. He texted me. Yeah, Scott has to say that because they've they've been around since 1852 <laughs> together. He has to say that shit. He has to say that. Uh, no, it's because he's let, the fittest guy in this field. Uh, let's go to um, let's go to uh, the women and pick our top four women. Uh, this time we'll start with Mr. Howell. There's no shame in picking the same people over and over. Oh, here we go. Patrick Clark says, uh, Yanikoski was sick um, at strength in depth. What was he sick with? You know. Monkeypox? No, uh, crabs. Uh, JR, do you have a uh, a pick? Yeah, I think it's going to be Jamie, Sarah, Madeline Sturt and Katrin. Jamie, Sarah, Madeline, and Katrin. Uh, in in that order? Yes. Wow. 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 Okay, uh, t- Taylor, it's, it's it's you, buddy. I like Maddie Sturt, Sarah, Siggy daughter, uh, Ariel Lowen, and Katrin. Ariel Lowen makes an appearance. In the top four, not the top two. I hear you. I hear you. Your name is Taylor. Okay, Brian. Uh, Brian, I want to tell you their picks really quick one more time. Taylor's was Maddie, Sarah, Ariel Lowen, and Katrin David's daughter in the great land of Iceland. And Mr. J.R. Howell, Jamie Simmons, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, Maddie Sturt, and Katrin David's daughter. Those are their picks for women to go to the 2022 CrossFit game from the last chance qualifier. Brian Friend. I think Susan, are- this is where this we, you need a soundboard and there should be some music, right? I, what, you guys just wait. It's coming. Go ahead, Brian. I think there are only six women in the field that have a chance to make the games. The only one that they haven't mentioned that's in that group is Chloe Wilson. I think that those six women, which have 24 workouts to do, will have – 20 out of 24 workouts that they're, they are the top six workout performers in the workouts. I think they're going to really separate from everyone else on this. Um, but if you're going to ask me to pick four, if Sarah and Jamie are Sarah and Jamie, I would, they would be my hands down pick to make the games. I have a feeling that one of them's not. And the Maddie starts going to get it instead of them. Then those are the only three names I really think I need to say. But if you're asking for four, four, I'll say is Katrin. Uh, and, and okay, so you had Sarah, Jamie, Maddie, and Katrin. Uh, here, here's the so so for those of you who um uh aren't those six women, 
Uh, don't even bother. You're done. Uh, we have spoken. Uh, it's Sarah, Jamie, Maddie, Katrin, Chloe, and Ariel Lowen. Those are the only ones who have a chance. Uh, the rest of you just kick back and drink. Um, why are why do you all three of you have the two times CrossFit Games champion, Katrin David's daughter? Not not. I mean, not not. Is it because of the workouts? Is it because of her? Why 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 aren't you elevating her? Why, 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 why can't she punch a ticket? I mean, you guys have all three chosen Sarah, who is has a, a serious injury. Uh, she's she's recovering from an injury. Yeah, she right. doesn't have a serious injury. How, how can you put Sarah um, uh, ahead of her? I, I just don't get it. What did you see in Katrin that's making you guys think that she's not going to get there? Well, it's like, man, only two can go. It's so it's going to be really competitive. The margins for error, like I said, for those women are going to be small. And I think that um, the the women that will have the workouts that are not in the top six will not make the games. And I think that she's going to be one of those. And I think that Chloe's going to be one of those. And I think Ariel's going to be one of those. And I think the other three will be more consistent across all four workouts. And therefore, they'll have the edge. Taylor. Why do I think Sarah's going over Katrin? Yeah, well, I mean, why, why? I mean, she is proving herself. What have you? What this have you is seen why. Patrick, okay, yep. Tell me. I think I think not enough people uh, lend credit to how important your mentality going into an event is. And to me, Sarah coming back from an injury, having a chip, missing last year, versus Katrin just seeming almost like she fizzled out a little. Uh, I think is the big separator. It's an intangible and there's, you know, not a lot of evidence to back it up, but the people who are the hungriest do the best. I, 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 I'm not trying to be confrontational, but she, she has had some of the best mental game I've ever seen. In Katrin. Katrin. Yeah. Yeah. But not recently. Okay. Fair. Uh, Mr. Howell, uh, why do you have, uh, why do you think all four of you have Katrin at four? Why, why can't the two times? Why can't you guys put the two times CrossFit Games champion, uh, who has no no signs of injury? No, I mean nothing. I mean she switched coaches. I guess I guess that's a um, that could be something that could be seen as shaking her. But why why aren't you guys putting her in the top two? Why isn't she going back to the CrossFit Games? Yeah, for me, it's just the fact that this is a perfect example of a field that there's not going to be enough people to take points away from the individual that beat Katrin on certain workouts or Katrin beats people on workouts, those ladies are going to be only within a few spots, like kind of like to what Brian was saying. Uh, it's a, th- That's a really good point. Uh, she won a long time ago. I think that's Hank's way of saying, Jesus, let it go, Sevon. I mean, she's back in 1882. Yeah, yeah, back in 1882. When, when Colton when Colton was just working with sheep and not pigs, he hadn't graduated. When, when uh, this was just slightly after Scott and Yonikoski graced the scene. Uh, gentlemen i think i had one question i know it's getting late um this show was so long that uh three more people registered while we were doing this show um (laughs) there was one okay not true okay this is uh this is the last that's cool sound effect this is the last uh question and then we'll be going to bed tonight what is the goal for the last chance qualifier to get the most rounded CrossFitter to the games. I don't know who said that, but I didn't like that. What? That was an odd question. What is the goal? Is the goal 
to get is the, the most. Goal, round- sorry, is the goal to get to is the goal of the last chance qualifier to get the most rounded CrossFitter to the games? I'm guessing either either Patrick Clark said that, um, Brian Friend said that, Talman Marquez said that, or uh, um, uh, the Khaleesi said that, Lauren Khalil said that because that that's the people I used to research uh, before I come on the show. Uh, someone said that, and I just didn't like it. It didn't sit well with me. It, it, but yeah, is that right? I think a I think a better way to phrase the question is the goal of the last chance qualifier is to take the two or the four fittest individuals from this 64 deep or 50, 50 deep field to the games, the four fittest individuals, the two fittest men, the two fittest women out of these 25 and 25. Okay. Uh, do, do you like that JR? Can we finish the show on that? Yeah, I like that. All right. Mr. Friend, can we finish the show on that? Love it. Uh, Karina Rain gets the last word tonight. Sevon, let's get a woman on here for some analyzing, please. Karina, please don't make any assumptions. Yeah, how do you know what I identify as, Karina? That no one on here is a woman. Good night, y'all. We will see you uh, in the next day or two. Thank you, Taylor Self, uh, Self Made Programming uh, from CrossFit Crash. Uh, J.R. Howell and uh, the beloved uh, showstopper Brian Friend. Matt Souza. Matt Souza, thank you for the thank you for the tunes. Put a wig on Taylor. 